everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of M-Class Podcast. Unless there's another one, then watch that one instead. Episode four. Beep, 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 four, 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 four. Woo. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Jeff's sick. I always sound like this. This is my normal voice. Jeff smoked a carton of cigarettes before we <laughs> recorded today. All at once. I put them all in my mouth and lit them like a cartoon. Like like Tom. Like Tom like from Tom, 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 and from Jerry. Tom and Jerry. When he like flip, flips the cigarette with his mouth. Oh, man. Exactly. That makes me want to smoke. I'm a kid. Yeah, smoking's <laughs> cool. Smoke up, little boys and girls. <laughs> On this episode of M-Class Podcast, we're going to be discussing Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home, which is an ironic title. Why is it ironic? (laughs) Because they don't really go home. I mean, they do. They do at the end. Yeah, but they don't... I always thought it was weird. Because, like, they're not really going home. They're going to, uh, like... 1986. They're going to our <laughs> home in 1986, where we're watching this movie from in the theaters. Yes, when I was three. Three years I old. I was literally just a baby, and I was watching it. Yeah. I saw, I remember... Uh, well, I don't remember, but I'm told... this is. We're going to get real sad now. Uh-oh. Play some sad music. I'm not going to edit that in. That's, uh, that's Jurassic Park. Sorry. That's very <laughs> sad. My, mo- my mom says that I... Um, watched the challenger explosion i don't remember it oh my god but that's how the movie starts right yeah they have the dedication to the challenger crew because it happened in 86 apparently it happened uh less than a month before they uh, wrapped shooting yeah so that's sad yep don't go into space and be a teacher no if you're gonna go into space please be an astronaut <laughs> so this movie was directed by leonard nimoy again I yeah, imagine they're just, he was giving just him like, all the movies. <laughs> he was just like, "Look, you gave me one. You better give me another." Yeah, fuck it, right? Keep going. Let's keep going with this. When, so, so three was the first one he did, and then, yes, and this this one I watched. Um, I forget if it was the DVD commentary or something. It was like a special feature. It was something about him wanting to do this movie. Like this was his like pet project. Like he liked this a lot. I think yeah. he wrote some of this, too, he, right? He did. He was uh, credited as a co-writer with Harv yeah. Bennett, who wrote three. Yeah. Well, they, they they really kicked it up a notch on this one. <laughs> yeah. This movie has, like, all the hallmarks of, like, a really great 80s movie. This movie... Dude, you're reading my mind. <laughs> I, I You're reading my mind, man. There are some 80s ass tropes in this movie that there are... Really, there really are, like... It's, <laughs> It's like a picture, like a picture yeah. frame of the 1980s. Yep. If you want to know about movies in the 80s, watch this movie, because it's like a blueprint of all the movies <laughs> that came out in 1985 to 87. Like, the two years of, like, Crocodile, it's like Crocodile on D. That's what this movie reminds me of. <laughs> I was going to say Beverly Hills Cop. It's like that, too. Like, <laughs> the trope I love, the, like, jump, like, not giving anything away, but jumping ahead a little bit, the when they arrive in San Francisco... And it's that, like, city reveal trope, and it's like, oh, yeah. bam, and the saxophone music plays, and it's like, busy city, and it's like, that's so fucking 80s, man. Yeah, I've got it written in my notes here in, in like, giant caps, 80s city B-roll, yep. baby. Yeah, yes, it's like, dude, it's fucking like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm watching a movie from the 80s. The music is so perfect for that, too. Like, yeah. you're immediately like, alright, well, this is the 80s. Yep. Yep, here I am. It's dude, I think they just I think it's like a rip off of Crocodile Dundee because in Crocodile Dundee they do the same thing when he gets to New York 
It's that that saxophone like the music that plays. They do oh, that man. same shit in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Though. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's like they do oh, that man. in every '80s movie about outsiders coming to the city. <laughs> they probably do that shit in Coming to America. They probably do. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. But they probably do do it in that. So jumping back to the beginning of the movie, <laughs> yeah. uh, the movie begins with the USS Saratoga finding uh, the 2001 A Space Odyssey obelisk in space. Yeah, and they're like, let's get near it. <laughs> let's just fly over to it. It seems yeah. to be, we don't know anything about it and we can't scan it, but let's go over to it. Yeah, this looks normal. Let's just go to this. And the captain is a cutie pie. Is she, is she Indian? Is she an Indian woman? No, she's, uh, she's black, I think. Okay, there's an Indian captain, which is pretty progressive for yeah, 1986. there's an Indian captain on the screen when uh, the admirals, admiral that's, and the president are talking. Is. That's what it is, yeah. He's a terrible actor. Yeah. That's uh, that's another hallmark of this film. All the extras are terrible actors. The, co- the cop, he's like <laughs> trying not to smile. It works for the scene, but like he's totally not a good actor. Like that guy's not, yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get back to Earth, where uh, Kirk has not even gotten back to Earth yet. He hasn't left Vulcan. Yeah, they're just like chilling on Vulcan, and I guess like Starfleet is just like whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like well, Starfleet has apparently like they say that they're exiled there. Yeah, because Starfleet is having like a trial without them even there. Yeah, because the Klingons want to extradite him, right? Yeah, like, they that's... want to murder the fuck out of him. Yeah. For killing uh, Commander, whatever the fuck his name was, who killed his son. Commander Dr. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Commander drug guy from Taxi. Krug or something? Yeah, Krug. Krug? Is that Krug. what it was? It's like a fucking uh, Ikea piece of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> the Klingons' outfits in this scene are fucking awesome, though. They look way cooler than the outfits that Klingons normally wear in Next Gen. Yeah, yeah. They have, yeah. Like Dude, the I, the guy who's doing the like he's the prosecutor or whatever has like these big ropes hanging from the bottom yeah. of his outfit that look cool as fuck. Yeah, it's cool. The Klingons, I love always love when there's a Klingon like lawyer because they're slimy. Oh like, yeah, and like Klingons, you don't think of as being that way, but every Klingon lawyer in in the shows and there's a lot of them. Yeah, they, they go back to this well a lot. They're all just slimy. The guy from DS Nine. The guy from wants, DS Nine is great because he's, he's great. like. He's like, Klingons do battle on any field that they find themselves, yeah. whether the field of battle or the field of law. He's like Johnny fucking Cochran, but a Klingon. <laughs> it's like crazy. <laughs> oh, so this fucking Klingon is saying, you know, we want Kirk's head on a platter. We want him extradited to us. Yeah. And Sarek makes yet another badass entrance. Yeah, Sarek is the king of fucking shutting it down. He's like, I'm here, shut it down. <laughs> yeah, he, he walks in and everybody starts like whispering to each other, like, oh my yeah. god, that's Sarek. That's yeah, Sarek. That, guy, that guy's dick is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about Vulcans? They got huge dicks. <laughs> that guy's dick is like 16 inches. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarek wants to st- uh, step in and talk uh, in Kirk's place, and they're like, no, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Because we've already decided, because this is fucking Cardassia. <laughs> yeah, right? They always, they, they always uh, determine the <clears throat> outcome of the trial. 
beforehand. Yeah. It's a waste of time to even go to it. <laughs> like, they're just, you're you done. still have to. On Cardassia, you have to go to your trial and sit there and be told everything you did wrong. Yeah, and then and then you gotta bring in the wife, right? The wife yeah. has to be sad. And then and you have take... to apologize, and then they fucking kill you. Then they kill you. Yeah, Cardassia is fucking crazy. Yeah, Cardassia is uh, awesome. It's gonna be like here soon. <laughs> no, let's not get too political. Look what the fuck you've done, America! Um... Uh, the crew is the crew of the Enterprise is stranded on Vulcan. Yeah, and they've named their stolen ship the USS Bounty. There you go, because they're criminals. They're they are criminals now. Yep, they're and on the run or sorta, not really. So, sorta. They're on the run slowly back to get <laughs> punished. <clears throat> they go back to Earth to face the music. Yep, but uh, we get this scene that's like. A standard 80s, like, check this out, this dude is super smart scene where they have him doing three things at once that would take a normal guy, like, he'd only be able to do one thing. Yeah. And he gets asked all these questions, and we get the big crux of the movie. Mm -hmm. When it asks him, how are you feeling? How do you feel? How How do do you feel? feel? And it just keeps repeating (laughs) it, and he doesn't know how to answer it. And he doesn't (laughs) understand the question, and his mom comes in, and he's like, hey, you're half human, too. Yeah. Which is like it's like him rediscovering like the these this aspect of himself, I guess, because like his Katra was put back in. Um, And it's funny that like this is the this movie I think is really the first period of time where Spock's human side is really given any uh, like attention. Yeah, in the in the movies, yeah. Yeah, well, in the show, it's not really even brought up that often either. Like, and what it is, it's like a one or two lines about like I am both Vulcan and human. Right, and like. They, this is something that, like, they run with, like, like, this is, like, Spock's identity from now on in Star Trek, is that he's this anomaly, which is weird, if you think about it, because, like, Vulcans are kind of weird, and, like, they kind of, like, don't intermingle with other species, sort of. They're they're not not too often. But you wouldn't think that they are, like... Like, they're not xenophobes, you know what I mean? No. Like, they're not, like, no one's allowed on Vulcan and, like... No, and I mean, as you watch, like, further uh, Trek series, they're around all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, and, they're in background shots constantly on TNG and stuff. But remember this conversation for when we talk about 2009 Star Trek. Yes. This will uh, come up again. Yeah, it will. <laughs> a lot of the things we talk about on the show will come up again when we get there. That's going to be yeah. like a four-hour-long podcast It special. might need to be a two-parter. It, it, it seriously might, because I don't think there's enough time to no. even... That's going to be one angry, fucking vitriol-fueled podcast. It's going to be angry, and people are going to be really mad about it. Well, I'm sure <laughs> our don't... six listeners will stick around <laughs> well, for Well, four of, of them are going to be mad. <laughs> So we return to the Saratoga, right? Yeah. And the Saratoga is fucked up by the probe. Yeah, just it's emitting some sort of uh, transmission that fucks things up. That's all you know. It's yeah. They it's like a magical. To, they jump to that conclusion like later. They don't even know at this point. They're just like, "What's uh, what's causing this? We don't know." Yeah. But then when Kirk and crew arrive, they're like, "Oh, it's a signal." Yeah. But how did they know that? Nobody else did. It's weird. I thought about that because I literally just got done watching it, and I, I thought like when they play the sound over the the intercom to hear it, I was like, well, why didn't that affect 
Yeah, why didn't why that didn't affect, that their affect systems? the systems? And I, it must be that you <clears> must. That's maybe why they thought it was a signal because they weren't near the signal. Maybe. They just recorded the sound. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's no plot holes in a Star Trek. Not production. in a, not in this one. No, <laughs> not a time travel movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves my fun facts. They are great. Uh, the admiral on uh, Earth. Who takes care of yes, all of the stuff? I know, I know is, this fun fact. Yeah, he's Captain Sisko's dad. Yeah, he's Sisko's dad. Yep, Admiral Cartwright is. Yeah, his Admiral name. Cartwright. <laughs> I didn't know his name. He's uh, he's in Six also. Yeah, he plays a bigger role in Six, doesn't he? Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> he's great as Sisko's dad, though. Yeah, uh, he is. He's a real lovable dude as Sisko's dad. He is. He gets <laughs> on my nerves in one episode. Which one? The one where he refuses to give a blood sample. Oh, I love him in that one. I love him. I, I He got on my nerves up until the point when he explained why he didn't want to give a blood sample. And then I was like, holy shit, I'm on his side now. Yeah. About how like any anybody who's smart would just like figure out a way to yeah. like cheat. Yeah, and also yeah. like it's an invasion of privacy. Yeah, it's like... Whether yeah. you think about that or not, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's like... like the whole point of that episode, right, is, like, all these, like, freedoms are being taken away Man, from Man, we certainly but, didn't learn a lesson about that shit from that show, did we? Not not recently. No, we did not. <laughs> sure didn't. So the crew of the Enterprise have refitted the Klingon vessel, the USS Bounty, and they're ready to go. Uh, Savik is there for, like, five seconds. Yeah, Savik gets a <laughs> pretty unceremonious <laughs> send-off. She's, she's like, I'm staying on Vulcan. And they're like, all right. <laughs> Who are you again? They're like, okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> and uh, there's a great moment where uh, Spock decides he's going to go back to Earth to offer his testimony. Yeah. And Bones is like, uh, Kirk tells him he can take his uh, position, and Bones is like, Are you fucking crazy? This guy's not even sane anymore. Yeah. Like, he's I, not working with a full deck. Yeah, yeah. He's, yep. He can't, he can't fly, fly a, a spaceship because he can't, like, dude. But he's great. Like, I love this Spock. Like, oh, this Spock too. is great. This is a great Spock. This is my favorite Spock. Yeah. The dumb Spock. Like, the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, not dumb, but the, the uh, innocent, the developing innocent, Spock. Yes, the innocent Spock, yeah. <laughs> I do. I love his reactions to everything. And it's it's natural in a way. Like, a lot of yeah. people mentioned, uh, there's actually a tan- slight tangent. There's an M-Class podcast Reddit, subreddit, <laughs> that no one on Earth knows exists. We have it? Yeah, somebody made it for us. Oh, sweet. Who made it? We got to find that out. Uh, Tad's Beard. Oh, made Tad's it. Beard. Thank you, Tad's Beard. Yeah, Tad's Beard's a good dude. Thanks. He made me <laughs> uh, whatever the fuck it's called when you're the king of a oh, subreddit. The- <laughs> I think they call it king, yeah. They call it the czar. The, z- the, the subreddit, subreddit czar. czar. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess he could make you one, too, if you ever use Reddit again. I don't know. I uh, I go on. Uh, I don't I don't make my voice heard too often on no. the Reddit's. That's I don't either. Only when actually. somebody wants to know who a porn star is and I know the name. Will I say <laughs> I'm really good at that. This That's like a dude is a walking porn star encyclopedia. I know a lot of names of porn stars. Uh, <laughs> but uh, on our subreddit, somebody was talking about how different this Spock was from the normal Spock. Yeah, and I feel like uh, a lot of it comes from the situations he's in. 
and yeah, not they, from the fact that he's such a radical departure from the Spock character. They they use this tactic uh, in other Star Treks too, where they have uh, like an out of the, the fish out of water character yeah. who's like double fish out of water. Like <laughs> they do it in Enterprise um, when they go back in time to World War Two and the. Uh, uh, the green guy, the uh, what do you call him? Oh, the Sulaban guy is there. Uh, flocks, not flocks. No, you didn't watch the show. <laughs> uh, Sulaban guy. He's a green guy, but he like he uh, he's like a bad guy sorta in the show. Gorn. Gorn. He's not a Gorn. <laughs> I wish he was a Gorn. Uh, but they they do that in that show too, where like this this '40s gangster is like saying these like '40s gangster things to him, and he and he's like responding to them like. Uh, like he does, like because he doesn't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like this double sort of like fish out of water situation, and it's a it's a it's a good uh, font of comedy. Like it works really yeah. well in writing comedy. You, it's a good way to write comedy and not make your characters seem like idiots. Not yeah. like you're you're not dumbing them down or yeah, making not, them seem yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. They're not morons. They just they just don't know any better. <clears throat> and that works exceptionally well in this movie for every yeah. single character. Yes, it's great. It's the only great. character who doesn't have that moment of, uh, besides when he's in a group, that doesn't have that moment of being like, I'm totally out of time and don't understand anything, yeah. it's probably Sulu. Yeah, Su- yeah. well, he doesn't do really anything in this movie. <laughs> he steals a helicopter. <laughs> I, I guess he steals it. Like, I feel like there was more <laughs> with him, but they cut it out or for time or something. Yeah, like, maybe. His story isn't, He's he gets the shaft and like... Actually, the way he he doesn't get a lot of scenes, but I really like the way this movie treats him as a character. It's a way you don't yeah. really see too often. Yeah, he's like a completely respectable, normal person. Like, well, it's not even that. It's when he goes to speak to the helicopter operator, and he's like yeah. this old pilot. Yeah. He loves piloting and knows everything about it, and he can yeah. talk with other pilots about that love for it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And I really I, enjoyed that. I, like I wish he would have had more scenes. Yeah, when, there might have been more scenes, but Maybe. they might have cut them out. I don't, they don't really explain like where, why he gets the fucking Yeah, where did helicopter. he get the helicopter? <laughs> he just sweet talks the guy, and the guy's like, hey, you want to fly my helicopter around? <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> he was like, yo, man, you know a lot about helicopters. You want to take this military one out for a spin? <laughs> You're not Russian, so it's okay, I guess. <laughs> well, that'll come up later. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, the giant uh, space space monolith has... It's the Earth, right? Yeah, it uh, completely knocks out all the systems on the space dock first. So we get to see the yeah. cool space dock again. Yeah, ESD, baby. Which Earth I really like. Dock. It's awesome it really is i fucking love it and I lo- dude when you play the game you can you can live on it yeah i gotta play star trek online eventually yeah baby let's do it <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny thing you see a lot of starbase uh fucking cardassian starbases in deep space nine yeah but i greatly greatly like the um the Earth, federation, the federation ones, yeah. better Earth i think space they look Dog really cool dope. it's yeah. really cool I have to live on it in Star Trek Online. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, the Enterprise crew at this period are flying through space headed back towards Earth. Yeah. 16 light years away. That's how far and away Vulcan is. They start picking up all the distress calls. Yep. Everyone's like, fuck! 
fuck! Please help me! <laughs> yeah, so at this time, the pr- the probe is fucking up Earth, right? Yeah, like, it's like shooting a laser beam down, pretty much. That's like yeah, uh, turning it, all the water on Earth into cloud cover. It's like vaporizing the water, sort of, like the oceans, but it's like yeah. making like hurricanes and stuff. Yeah, it's like creating full cloud cover around the planet that's blocking out the sun, yeah, so the planet's pol- entering into like an ice age. It's a pollution metaphor, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's a, yeah. This whole movie is very much like anti-pollution, yeah. environmentalism, yeah. Yeah. Well, conservationalism. This is, the, this is the week to do this one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coal! Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, there's this really great scene where McCoy tries to talk to Spock about what happens after you die. Yeah, he wants to know. He's and like, Spock I want to know like, what happens. Spock is like, oh, well, you'd have to have a similar experience for us to be able to speak about the subject. It's and McCoy's such, like, yeah. you mean I have to die to t- hear your thoughts on death? It's such a great cop-out. Because it, it's, a, it's a cop-out, right? Yeah, people, it is, but it's a tactful cop-out. It's a, it's a great cop-out, because, you know, you can't have Spock say nothing happens, right? Because people would be really yeah, offended especially by in that. 1986. Especially in 1986. Especially in 2016. <laughs> especially in 30 years later, yeah, that when <laughs> when apparently 1986 is happening again, so... Uh, 1896, maybe. <laughs> 1816, maybe. This shit was not supposed to happen on this podcast. <laughs> We're alienating none of our fans because no Star Trek fan could ever fucking possibly believe the opposite of this shit. I said to Mike, I was like, these people need to watch more Star Trek. Yeah, no kidding, right? They do. They need to watch more Uh, Star Trek. That's nerd shit. Yeah, man. (laughs) So Uh, anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Let's take a break and then we'll come right back. All right, we'll we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a minute. Avoid the planet Earth at all costs. We are under the attack of an orbiting probe. Notify all stations. Starfleet emergency. Red alert. Earth is on the edge of destruction. We cannot survive unless a way can be found to respond to the probe. The key to saving the future. Spock, you're talking about the end of every life on Earth. Can be found only in the past. We're going to attempt time travel. Sulu, take us home. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed those messages from our sponsors. The movie, <laughs> our sponsors. The, the movie that trailers. we're talking about. <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> it's in theaters in 1986. Yeah, t- uh, slingshot around the sun and go back there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Sarek tells the president of the Federation that he needs to issue a planetary distress signal, which Kirk yeah. and company receive. They get it, right. And they're told to avoid Earth. Don't come here. But also, is, we need help. Also, we're fucked. It's basically yeah. what, it's, what it is. It's, it's basically like, like yeah, we're fucked. Please do not come near Earth ever. Yeah. Like, it, we're done. It's, we're toast. <laughs> and uh, they get the transmission from the space probe, and they know it's a transmission for some reason. Right. They they just assume it, I guess. I don't know. I guess, I guess they I guess they know, right? I guess, maybe, maybe the Federation is, like, sending out a copy of it also. You know what maybe. I mean? Like, maybe. Maybe they're, would make like, sense. picking it up as, like the echoes of it like sound travels endlessly in space like Maybe. radio waves yeah well it's not sound it's, it's radio it's, waves it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a some signal. sort of radiation right yeah <laughs> and uh no sound you yell on earth and it goes out in space forever <laughs> that's science it doesn't go in space there's no air in space <laughs> <laughs> it travels along the no air through all space <laughs> 
Kirk has has Uhura <laughs> modify the signal. Yeah. Into a whale song. <laughs> and yeah. Spock's like, I think I know what that is. Well, he has the idea that maybe it's not for people. Yeah. Right? He says it would be human arrogance to assume that this would be for man. Like, why? There's, there's a lot of that in this movie. A lot of, like, yeah. wow, humans fucking suck. Which is a great Star Trek Yeah, thing. which is also true. Yes. Uh, so. I was watching Cosmos today because I needed to feel good about my, like, the world yeah, a little bit. I understand. And, uh,. <laughs> Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about those I forget the names of them, they have a funny name these little tiny little microorganisms that can live in space they, they survive like anything and they've been around for 10 oh, million yeah. years they're called um, something bears Is their, Te- like, yeah they look like little bears Yeah, they're yeah. called like something bears is their yeah. like little fun name they that's have, their like, fun name they yeah. have like a real name, I know exactly what you're talking about Yeah, and they have like a weird mouth yeah and they've been around forever like 10, like 10 million years or something like that it's yeah. like crazy so people might think that Earth is, like, the, the planet of these things instead of people, right? Cause yeah, because like, they, they can survive in space. Yeah. They, they're, they're, there's, a, there's a billion of them for every one of us, so that's a lot. <laughs> they outnumber us quite a lot. <laughs> they're like the Borg. Oh, no. <laughs> so Spark runs some tests, which involves uh, cycling through a lot of outlines of fish. <laughs> That and the it, turns, have. it turns out it's a humpback whale, and yeah. they have been extinct forever because humans suck since the 21st century. Oh, that's weird. That's yeah. the one. We, that's the century we live in. Yeah, I wonder what that means. <laughs> uh, so the Enterprise has time warped like a dozen times at this point, starting back in season one. Even the episode yeah. "The Naked Now" 17 times, I believe, because I just watched the DS9 episode yeah. where the, the time... 17 chronal infractions. Yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. not good. Uh, so <laughs> they like just number up and six decide, or seven. They just up and decide the time warp. They're just yep. like, how about a time warp? Which is like they just they just are like, yeah, we can just do that, and like. But McCoy's like, you're a fucking lunatic. He's like, you're crazy. Everybody starts treating him like he's nuts, especially yeah. Bones, though. But, like, everybody's yeah. like... Especially when he goes to talk to Scotty about building a giant water tank. Yeah. Scotty's yes. like, what? He's like, you're gonna go for a swim, laddie. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, we're gonna get some whales. And he's like, whales? What? <laughs> what the fuck is a whale? <laughs> Uh, oh my god so kirk explains his ridiculous ass plan via garble communication yep and the admiral in charge on the ground cartwright is understandably shaken up about it he's like get him back what the hell was he talking about yeah yep cartwright's not not uh nobody's in a real good shape on earth right now people are losing their damn minds right now like windows are breaking it's (laughs) it's raining a lot yep uh, Kirk says, may fortune favor the foolish, which uh, should probably just be etched into my gravestone. That's cool. Well, you know, I'll, I'll do that for you. I'll just write it in with, like... <laughs> Who said you're going to live longer than me, motherfucker? I'll, I mean, if I do, I'll do it for you, is what I'm saying. I'm not, uh, I don't know. The way you said it was like, well, I'm absolutely going to live longer than this <laughs> well, out-of-shape son of a bitch. So. So. <laughs> I'm never going to die. No, there's going to be the Josh Henderson colony on Europa one day. <laughs> oh, man, sweet. Bring some whales. Nah, up. we're going to obliterate the planet in the next few years. So, <laughs> um, so they they sling around the sun. Yeah, they it, I, 
I guess it's like some sort of like travel faster than light thing. Yeah. But like maybe they make a wormhole or something. I don't know. It's very Superman. It's very it's Superman. Just go in a circle around something real fast. It's not very thought out good. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe there's a theory or something related to it because that comes up a lot in science fiction. Well, you can go, like, theoretically, you can go backward in time if you go faster than the speed of light. Yeah, but you can't absolutely. go faster than the speed of light. Maybe so. it's something about uh, the gravitational slingshot. They use that in a lot of shit. Yeah. It's, whatever. It's some Star Trek shit. In order to go faster <laughs> than warp 9.8. Yeah, or warp ten, right? Occupy all spaces at once. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the time travel sequence is absolutely terrible. It is an art film. It is it, straight up an a, art film. It's a fucking Jodorowsky film. It's a dude. It's it's Jodorowsky <laughs> meets like kids I went to animation class with <laughs> in college. Like that's what it yeah, is. That's the best they could do. All right. Yep. And it's it's got some computer effects. It's got some. Shots of lily pads. It's got some, I don't know. It's got some close-ups of somebody wearing a whale tail jumping into a pool. It, it's it's dude. It is straight up art. It's art yeah. film. It's crazy. It's so out of place in this movie. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna tell you right now. I love it <laughs> because it, there is some visually interesting stuff in that sequence. I don't love it because it makes sense. I love it because like it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> And I think that that's, like, incredible. Like, that they were just like, yeah, put that in there. Like, what? Like, what? Well, like, now that would never be in a movie. Yeah. No, that would never be in a movie now. They were like, well, how are we going to illustrate traveling back in time? Like, this is yeah. a big budget movie. We have to do something. And they were like, well, I know this German guy named Janosch. Yeah. We're going to bring him in and have him just film some shit. Yep. We're going to have him do some uh, beginning to uh, the American girl with the dragon tattoo <laughs> shit. In a Star Trek movie <laughs> in 1986. Uh, so they arrive in the late 20th century, engage their cloaking device, and go down to the planet. Yeah. They land in a park in San Francisco because they find out that there's whales in San Francisco. They get, yeah, like, they don't understand why yet. Yeah, they don't get why. They don't but know why. They land in the middle of a park in two fat, uh, ugly slobs yeah. to represent our time. Yes, accurately. Uh, start talking about how this guy hates his wife, and they fight all the time because she doesn't make him the right sandwiches. Or she whatever. wants a toaster oven. Yeah, she wants she, a toaster oven. That is yeah. too pricey. Sixty dollars, which is crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> I think these guys are the two trash men from Futurama. <laughs> uh, the guy who's like, "Oh God, these Goyleses." That guy. These Goyleses. Oh, the Goyleses are driving me crazy. <laughs> Use fellas needs to get out to here. But they crush a trash can. Like, they crush it with the fucking landing gear. And I do love that he's like, did you see that? And he's like, no, and neither Neither did did you. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. Yep. And I guess they're done. I guess they never get trash in that park again. (laughs) I guess not. I would probably go quit. I gotta say. I'd be like, we're fine. We, We don't need to go there. They travel back in time, right? And it's fucked up their warp engines. Yeah, it's broken the dilithium crystals. Yeah, Uh, so their plan to fix it is fucking nuclear power. Eighties baby Reaganomics. (laughs) Trickle down economics. (laughs) Voodoo economics, bitch. Uh, Spock's solution to no one having ever seen an extraterrestrial is to put a headband on. It works, and he's still dressed like a fucking monk. He fits in though in San Francisco because like San Francisco is pretty weird, even. It was even more weird in the 80s still. Like, people were still dressing like hippies and shit. So that's, like, like such a cool 
thing that fits. And Star Trek is full of stuff like this where, oh, like, yeah. things just fit right, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things where, like, you don't even have to explain that because, like, it just it's perfect. San Francisco's full of hippies, and he's dressed like a hippie. And they straight up use it that way, too. When the yep. lady asks what's wrong with him, he says, oh, well, he, he was a uh, hippie back in the day. Yeah. He took too much At LDS. Berkeley. LDS, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good on him for knowing the letters. I mean, yeah. geez. That's, that's ancient history to him. Yeah, it's, it's like me knowing like what people smoked in like the 1600s. Like, Opium. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Uh, Smoked dick. I don't know. Yeah, we still do that. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but they, <laughs> they fucking, um, they, the fucking sitting down in the park has always confused me a little bit because what? does no one use that park? Like, there's a giant yeah. ship right in the middle of it. I guess it's like not so much a park as it's like maybe like game land or something. I don't know. I don't know. People who live in California who who are old enough, nobody, <laughs> to no. like remember the 80s, like what it was like. Because like I remember around here, like in the 80s, like there were lots of places where like you could just land a spaceship and nobody would have ever known. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe not there was so much just, anymore. Yeah, not now. There's so many housing developments now, but there's like swaths of Philadelphia where you could land and nobody would see you, but you don't yeah, want to land yeah. there. Fairmount Park, you could land. <laughs> Nobody's gonna go there. I love the uh, cussing in this movie. It's great. It's it's fucking so great. great, especially because none of them know how to use it correctly. It's so funny. Kirk dude, tells that guy double dumbass mm. on you. Like he doesn't know. Like he's like just <laughs> up in the ante, dude. It's like yeah. He almost gets hit by a car. They're all walking across the street like it's fucking, like, no big deal, right? Yeah. Like, they don't understand what a car is. A la Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile <laughs> Dundee's like, I don't fucking know what cars are. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're from Australia. Australia You're not from fucking has cars. cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, fucking Kirk says a line that has the most truth to it. I mm-hmm. any line said in any movie ever. <laughs> he says, they're still using money. We gotta yeah. find some. Yeah. Yep. Ain't that the fucking truth? If they want to look at a newspaper and they, they can't get it out of the thing, which is really funny because they just don't even exist anymore. No. <laughs> um, and there's also the next scene where he sells the pair of reading glasses McCoy gave him. Yeah, he sells the glasses and he says, uh, McCoy's like, or uh, Spock. Spock is like, McCoy, Dr. McCoy gave them to you for your birthday. And he's like, yo, the beauty is he'll give them to me again. And yeah, it's like, sort of, sort of, yeah. Like, not really, though. The, the guy's they're, like, I'll give you $100. And he's like, yeah. is that a lot? He's like, eh. <laughs> he's like a pawn shop guy. And he's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to say no, right? Because <laughs> he's, like, fleecing them. <laughs> is that a lot? <laughs> I love any time travel between, like, the Federation time and any time it's in the great. past. Because they don't know about money whatsoever. It's great. They have to get, they have to always get money. And they're always like, I love, I love how they're, like, Captain Kirk and Spock are like homeless people in this movie. <laughs> They're just like, they wandering around. <laughs> they can't get anywhere. Like they don't understand how to get. They go onto a bus to drive on the bus to go to fucking uh, George and Gracie to see the aquarium, yeah. and they, they don't have exact change, so they get kicked off the bus. And they don't know what exact change means. <laughs> what they have does no idea. Exact change means. <laughs> they, they have no idea. It's great. Also, it, there's a Russian man running around madly yeah. asking where he can find a naval base and nuclear vessels in 1986. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. They the all get their assignments. The Cold War. Yeah, they all get their assignments, right? Everyone gets split up into their assignments. Like, so, like, 
uh, Kirk and Spock have to go find Georgia Gracie. Um, Ahura and Chekhov have to find the aircraft carrier Enterprise to get the nuclear photons out of the reactor core yeah. to, re- to revitalize the crystals on the Klingon ship. And uh, uh, Sulu has to steal a helicopter to, like, I don't know, figure out how to get, like, a tank into the ship. And then Scotty and McCoy get the coolest job. That That's my favorite part in the movie, is it's Scotty great. and McCoy's parts. It's great. Also, transparent aluminum exists this to this day. It, it is a real thing. Oh, they, my God. It's, a, it's not called... They call it transparent aluminum because of this movie. It's, it has some other name. I just looked it up. Um, me and Mike looked it up the other day, Dude. but it's a, it's a transparent metal. It's like a transparent metal. It's, it's crazy. It's fucking future. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the good future, but it's the future. It's a dystopian future, but it is the future. <laughs> uh, eventually, Kirk and Spock do get on a bus, and yeah. Spock nerve pinches a punk stereotype. Yeah, a really, really terrible punk stereotype. And everybody claps. Yeah. Because this movie was made by old people in yep. the 1980s. Get it? They don't like it. They don't like the <laughs> punk rock music that they're playing. Yeah, these kids and their rock music. Ugh, it's not here to stay. No. <laughs> they bring back that swing music. <laughs> so they arrive at the Cetacean Institute. <coughs> yeah. And they join a tour that some pretty lady Kirk can flirt with is leading. I think she's the mom from Seventh Heaven. Yeah, somebody said that. Uh, Zeal Sama said oh, that yeah. on uh, the uh, uh, subreddit. So we got the dad from Seventh Heaven and the mom yeah. from Seventh Heaven. Also yeah. reminded me that the dad was a pedophile. Yeah. Well. Not the mom, though. The mom, not a pedophile. Uh, she's pretty great of. in this movie. She's all right in this movie. She's all right. There's a lot of shit that happens towards the end that makes no sense with her. But besides <laughs> that. We'll get there. We'll get there. There's a lot of real footage of dead-ass whale corpses and whale murder Yeah, in yeah. this scene, which is super off-putting in this fun, frolicky 80s movie. It's uh, it's there. They were really making a statement. Like, they were really going for it in this one yeah. with, the, with the whales. There's... Uh, <laughs> The statement is, uh, at times, very heavy-handed, but usually is done very well in this movie. It's it's done well, and it, and it's heavy-handed now. Like I think we would think of it as heavy-handed, but in the eighties, like I don't know, I don't well, think it like would be that moment where uh, she's like, "But they're being hunted by a more dangerous predator," and yeah. Kirk's like, "Man, yep, he knows the answer. He gets an A for the day. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get a little star on his lapel. He gets a good science class answer. He gets he gets a A plus." <laughs> <laughs> And, like, Kirk and Spock are going to kidnap the only two humpback whales in captivity and see nothing wrong with it at that moment. They do not care. They're just like, look, <laughs> we got to the future, fuck yep. the past. Captain Kirk does not give a shit about stealing whales. No. He's like, nope, don't care. And then there's a really fucking great scene where Kirk is on the tour still, and Spock just jumps into the whale tank. Yeah, he's swimming with the whale, and he mind melds with the fucking whale. Which is great. <laughs> awesome. And there's That's a lot fantastic. of Spock ass in that scene, too, for those so inclined. He's wearing like a like a sumo thong, <laughs> if I remember correctly. It's like a, like a Japanese man from like the 1700s underwear. Uh, so there's a lot of that. <laughs> and he mind melds with the whale and finds out that the whales agree to come with them to the future, which is good that they he ask. asks them. He asks them, yeah. And also the the female whale Gracie is pregnant. George and Gracie is their name. Yes. 
and uh, there's a guy named Bob. <laughs> Bob. Uh, Bob is the guy who owns the institute or something. I guess or he's, he's in, in charge. Of the yeah, he's in charge of the institute. And or he's he really wants to have sex with Jillian. Yeah, he kind of likes her, but he's a big '80s dickhead. Yeah, he is a huge fucking dickhead. Like it's out of my hands, Jillian. Yeah, like he's like we don't know if they're smart, and she's like. One of the greatest lines, one of the greatest Star Trek lines, is she's like, I don't know about you, but I don't measure my my compassion for something based on how intelligent I think it is. Or, yeah, or something that's a like great that. line. It's a great line. That's that's a <laughs> summation of Star Trek line. There's yeah, a lot of those. Yeah. It's a it's a uh, what would you call it a uh, uh, thesis statement or oh, yeah. a, a mission statement like a Star Trek mission statement? I guess. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's like how uh, I was never a Transformers fan, but that one line everybody knows from Transformers, like uh, "freedom is the right of all sentient beings." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like a tentpole phrase. Yeah, yeah. Lets that's... you know what everything about that show is about. It's a char- Yeah, it's like this character is about this. Got it. And now I know where I am. <laughs> yeah, and it makes you like the character because she stands yeah. up to him and says he's his dick. Yeah, she doesn't say it, but you you get it. She doesn't like him. Yeah. Um, Ahura and Chekhov find the nuclear vessels. Yep, they find the Enterprise. They just walk up to yeah, it. Yeah, it's they just like walk up a beach and there's yeah, the Enterprise. Which in the eighties you probably could do. Probably, actually. Like, you probably could do that. And this movie cuts around a lot, so it sounds like I'm just jumping from shit to no, shit. But yeah. this is literally one scene after another. Yeah, they, there is there are lots of jump like because everyone gets their mission, so they got to kind yeah. of jump in and out. Uh, Jillian pulls up in a truck and gives Kirk and Spock a ride for seemingly no reason. Yeah, like, I, well, she she's concerned because of what he said. I think right yeah. when Spock is like, if we if we do with what the whales as we please, we would be just as guilty as those who caused their extinction. Because yeah, she has like a photographic memory. Yeah. yeah. So I think she's like, what the fuck is going on here? She has a photographic memory, but that doesn't really come into play ever. Yeah, Besides that scene? That's, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe that's how she can survive in the future later, but maybe. we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they have this like little back and forth where Spock keeps telling the truth and Kirk keeps like interrupting him to make him lie yeah. over and over again. Yeah, because he can't lie, because he's Vulcan, and they don't lie. <laughs> and uh, we learn for the first time in Star Trek history that Spock does not like Italian food. No, he doesn't, apparently. <laughs> he is not a fan. And I, I guess that might be because there's a lot of meat in Italian yeah, food. Yeah, they they're vegetarian, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we get some of the best scenes in the movie where Scotty and McCoy trick a plastic corporation into a guided tour. <laughs> they, go, they go and they fucking, they fucking, like, basically this is like, the Star Trek scene in this movie, right? Like the the two of them trick this this fucking middle management dude to giving him a tour of their polymer like lab, right? Yeah. And then and then they fucking like essentially give him this formula, this chemical formula for transparent aluminum. And it's I me explaining it like won't even do it. Like you just have to. No, watch it's it. a beautiful scene. It's, it really it's wonderful. Is. It's and there's wonderful. like that iconic. Mo- the iconic moment from this movie, I think, is uh, Scotty picking up the mouse and, and saying "Hello, into computer." It. Into Hello, it. computer. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, just use the keyboard, and he's like, yeah. uh, how quaint. Yep. And he starts <laughs> typing like an old man, and then yeah, but like shit just flies yeah. up on the screen like fireworks going um, off. Immediately, he's typing like data. Like data is like, 
you know? Like, because, like, you figure, like, he's a fucking engineer on a spaceship. Like, he would know how to do that, it's I guess. It's just like or, playing with a baby's toy for yeah, him. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you have to use your hands? What is that, a baby's toy? A baby's toy? toy? <laughs> Speaking of time travel. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like... They give this man the formula for transparent aluminum, and their reasoning behind it is, how do we know he's not the one who found it? It's a complete uh, predestination paradox. The, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a complete except loop. Except it's not, because yeah. they just say that. They're yeah. just like, we're going to reason this away so we don't have to worry about they, it. Yeah, no, they, they totally like break the law. Like You're not allowed to do that in yeah. Star Trek. You're not, you can't just, but they don't care. They don't care. Like, we got to get these fucking whales back or it's going to yeah. blow up. Who Shit's cares fucked. if we... They're going to go back in the future and there's going to be no probe or a federation. Yeah, they're going to like butterfly effect the shit out of like the future. <laughs> I guess it was a predestination paradox, It must have been. It Because nothing been. changed. Yeah, it must have been. Wouldn't it be great if they went back and just like... Uh, the guy playing the president was just a different actor. <laughs> and that was it. And nobody brought attention to it. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> Had the fast and loose with time travel rules, man. That's you the, can't it's the do Kirk that. Way. It's, it's the it's the Kirk way, dude. He doesn't care. Uh, speaking of the Kirk way, he ditches Spock back at the spaceship so he can go on an Italian dinner date. He with goes the on an Italian dinner date, and this man, this fucking spaceman from the future, is treated to the shittiest beer known to human beings, <laughs> Michelob. He they takes have a drink Michelob. <laughs> Michelob, awesome. Jesus. He's like, no wonder they made synth ale. Yeah, no wonder, like, we don't drink this swill anymore. This fucking cat piss of beers. So Kirk uh, tries to tell her what he's doing without telling her anything about what he's doing. Yeah, he tells her that he can t save the whales and take them somewhere. Yeah, and she and thinks he's a nut job. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? Like, you're crazy, yeah. But the thing is, he gets a call on his communicator, and a voice comes out of it, and she's he not shocked by this. No, no, she she thinks it's a beeper, which is hilarious, because, like, it's the 80s. Yeah. And she, and she says, are you a doctor? And then, yeah, he talks into it, which is, like, crazy, because, like, they didn't have that shit in 1986. No. And a voice comes back out of it, and yeah. shouldn't she be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, well, I think that's when she, like, knows some something's going on, Maybe. right? Because, like, yeah. she kind of starts listening to what he's saying at this point. Sort of. She still thinks he's sort of. crazy. but Yeah, she, he's, he's weird. He's weird. But It's yeah. sort of like he's her only hope, really. Right, right. And They're, uh, they're each other's uh, only hope. It's very Star Trek. Yeah. That's, that's human the beings. The mutual beneficial. Yeah. Yes. We're each other's <laughs> only hope. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and he explains exactly the truth to her eventually. Mm-hmm. Besides the space probe, he doesn't tell her anything about that. He didn't say that, yeah. But he says that he's from the future and uh, stuff. And she thinks he's a nut job, but she goes along with it anyway because a movie needs to happen. Because <laughs> writing happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chekhov and Uhura infiltrate the nuclear vessel. They beam into it. And they find nuclear materials. They, they beam the fission reactor, like, plutonium out of the core. Yeah, they have some sort of, like, device that they put on it that, like, makes it capable of being beamed or whatever. Yeah, it just, like, does it somehow. And I don't then know. They, they just sit next to it the whole yep. time. Yep. And they're just, like, hiding. 
and uh, people are like, what's this on the radar screen? We're getting, like, a power drain. Yeah, they, they read, like, a power drain. So, like, the army guys, like, the 1986 army guys are like, send in the German shepherds! <laughs> and uh, Kirk is like, uh, we need to, I need to go... Yeah, we're running out of time or whatever. Yeah, when he finds yeah. out that they're gonna get rid of the whales, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna to release Alaska. the whales into the wild. Yeah, and they'll uh, die. They'll get whaled immediately, which turns out to be true. Yeah, they get super whaled like immediately. <laughs> it's like like stink on shit, man. They did it all over that shit. It's like apparently the whaling ship later in the movie has more sensitive equipment than the fucking Klingon the, the, ship the to find them. It's uh, faster. But Kirk and Jillian talk some more in a truck. There's a lot of talking in a truck in this movie. Uh, a truck that my ex-girlfriend's mom used to have. That is a truck that my father had when I was a kid. Yep, yep. Every, this, I, could, I could smell it when I watched this yeah, movie. I could too. smell the truck. <laughs> yeah. He tries to further explain the situation, and she, tames, she seems to take the bait a little bit more this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she leaves Kirk there, and Kirk doesn't know how to hold a pizza box whatsoever. No, he doesn't understand pizza. Like he's mechanics. holding it upright. Yeah, I, I think he did it on purpose. Like I think he did because like yeah. I think he, it's like you don't do that. You know, that was like <laughs> bothering me. Like in the back of my brain, it was like Kirk, all the cheese is gonna. I, run ne- off. I never even noticed it. I never even noticed it. I honestly have never noticed that. <laughs> For some reason, it just stuck out. I was like, Kirk, you're ruining the pizza. <laughs> They're gonna eat it later. Do you not have pizza in the future? <laughs> you would assume they would. Yeah. So easy. Uh, I know y- your feelings on pizza, so. Yeah, but I mean, I would, it's a timeless food. That's yeah. the, That's why I don't like it, because it's just everywhere. I had it's... it yesterday, so. Wow. You ate something you hate? Why? I had pizza yesterday. They got it wrong. They gave me the wrong pizza, too. And I ate oh it. Oh, my God. It's been a good week. <laughs> That's the kind of guy I am, though. If I order a pizza and they show up with the wrong one, I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm I not, guess I'm my day's yet. ruined. Yep, it's like... <laughs> I'll I eat the so- pizza, but... I wanted sausage and green peppers, and they gave me onions and green peppers, which I also love, but I wanted sausage, so... Yeah, I would rather have sausage, but they both yeah. sound good. They were both good, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, there's also a really great line after they get back in the ship. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kirk's like... Uh, the planet's gonna get destroyed. Haven't you got any goddamn feelings about that? Yeah, because Spock is like our mission. They're just gonna we're yeah. gonna fail our mission, and uh, Kirk gets really upset about that, and it kind of jars him out of his Vulcan haze a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, he seemed a little high. It goes yeah, along with the being the old hippie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the power drain that Uhura and Chekhov are causing is picked up by generic military men. Generic military men, yeah. And they can't beam out because no. they're next to the reactor core. Which yeah, only Uhura can beam out. Only yeah, one she at gets a time. out. Yeah, she gets out with the with the shit, <coughs> with, with the nuclear material. Yeah, she gets out just fine, but the <clears throat> Russian guy gets left right next to a fucking nuclear core during in the a, Cold War. During the height of the Cold War. Which in, is the worst yeah. possible outcome for him. Yeah. They maybe the should have split those teams up a little better. No <laughs> maybe kidding. we should have been like, mm, we should send him to maybe get the helicopter or something. That's like ancient history, though. That'd be like if if like yeah. we went back in time to like the 1800s or whatever. Uh-huh. And we were like, well, we'll just Irish, yeah. yeah and we'll they, just blend. Yeah. It. We're both yeah. Irish, yeah. That would, that's exactly like, we'll what it would be like. We'll just blend in, and yeah. everybody'd be like, "Oh my god, fucking dirty mix are yeah. here!" Yeah, that's what they would think. Here, that's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> we wouldn't even think about that until we were already back there. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, Chekhov gets interrogated, but is like too nice to realize he's being interrogated. Yeah, like he, he they do that thing. They do that bit where they're like, where they're like, we're, we're done here, and, and he says, we oh. are. Can I go? <laughs> can I please leave? Yeah, he's like, oh, can I go? And, and he's like, and the guy calls him a retard. Yeah, the guy that was hard a R's him. Yeah, calls him a retard. That was a little harsh, I think. He's like some sort of retard or something. Yeah. Yep. But he tries to shoot him with the Klingon phaser, which doesn't work because the radiation breaks it or something, right? Yeah, and then he runs away, and there's, like, a giant yeah. chase scene. Yeah, there's, like, a goofy 80s chase scene. And Chekhov uh, jumps off the side of a thing and uh, lands on his back, even though he was falling towards his stomach. Yeah, he's like a cat. Like a reverse cat. <laughs> he's a reverse cat. He's like a Russian reverse cat. <laughs> so he gets fucked up. He gets he gets a hemorrhage in his brain. Yeah. Meanwhile, which Bob. In 1986 will kill you. Also, now it will kill you. Oh yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Bob the dickhead sends yeah. the whales away in the middle of the night instead of the morning. Yeah. And Jillian lied. slaps the shit out of him for it. Yeah. She's like, "You son of a bitch!" And she slaps him. And she realizes the only hope for help is the babbling madman she thinks lives in a park by yep. himself. Yep. With his hippie friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sulu steals the helicopter, I guess. Yeah, he gets it somehow. And, and he, he chops lifts he chop lifts the walls for the whale tank in. Yeah, they're dropping them in the tank into the ship, which is cloaked, which is so weird. Like yeah. why would like it's so weird. Like clearly you can uncloak at this point because like everyone can see this helicopter oh. dropping these glass pl- panes of, of polymer glass into a nothing into the void right well, here's the thing right if you uh take a picture of nothing with that happening over it it's gonna look like somebody like badly yeah. pasted two photos together yeah it's the mystery is better than the but then later yeah. in the movie they fucking uncloak over the whaling ship so yeah, why does who's it gonna matter? believe a bunch of drunken whalers <laughs> i guess <laughs> Fuck, man, those whalers end up on the moon one day. <laughs> We're whalers on the moon. We, we carry, carry a harpoon. <laughs> but there ain't no whale, so we sing some tall tales and sing no our whaling, whaling tune. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> We're the same person, by the way, because I immediately thought that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're a little too similar. Yep, yep. Uh... <laughs> So Jillian starts. Uh, Jillian shows up and sees the invisible ass ship with stuff getting dropped into it and starts screaming for them to help. Yeah, she uh, this doesn't the, freak her door. out for some reason. No, she's like I guess like so desperate that she's willing to accept. Yeah. But I All mean, he didn't tell her the truth. She's only seeing the truth, right? Like she's she is seeing what he said. So yeah. I guess she. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's no time for that shit. We're running out of time in the movie. Yeah, the, t- the movie's coming to an end. <laughs> Uh, so he transport he transports her into the ship, which has to be the most terrifying shit ever. If you don't know what a transporter is, I always thought it was weird because it seems like she feels it happening. Yeah, she starts screaming. Like she's like, uh oh. Like she like feels something, which always made me feel really weird about transporter. Like yeah. that freaks me out. Like, I guess I if you know it's about to happen, I, I don't know. Like it, she screams during it, yeah. which is crazy. But I, it was more out of fear than pain, yeah. I think. Yeah, it didn't hurt. It's just, just freaked out. That's the thing, though. <laughs> that dumb fan theory about how the transporter just creates a replica of the clone droids. Yeah, the, it's the prestige, right? It yeah, makes it's, the, the clone. it's like yeah. the Thomas Riker principle. Yeah, and like, spoiler alert for that movie that's 10 years old. It's a great movie. <laughs> 
but uh, I don't believe that theory no, at no, all. No, no, no. That, that yeah, it's just. I feel like Heisenberg with all compensator. the si- with all the scientists in the fucking Federation, all the brilliant minds, yeah. somebody would have noticed that in like the hundred and some years. They've yeah, been they would have figured it. that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kirk doesn't want to leave until Chekhov can be brought back in. So they got to rescue Chekhov, who is in a hospital. They take him yeah. to the hospital. And McCoy wants to go and do surgery himself, and Spock yeah. agrees with him. Yeah. He, he says finally we should embraces go save him. his human side yeah. after all these years. Yep. We get a little human Spock. Yeah. And they go to the hospital, and fucking Bones starts handing out 23rd century medicine like it's candy. He gives some old lady on kidney dialysis two pills, and and it it grows her a fucking new kidney. Yeah, fucking, the future's amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, man. I just love, he's like, what are they, fucking barbarians? Like, what is this, the Spanish Inquisition? He's, dude, he hates, dude, it's great, it's fucking great. He has some great moments in the hospital. yeah. yeah. But they bust in, and they're going to uh, drill a hole in uh, Chekhov's brain to let the blood out, yeah, right? which kills you. McCoy's like, what are you, a bunch of fucking... He calls him a retard again. It's <laughs> all the time in this movie. Uh, and Kirk stages like a hostage situation. He With a remote puts... control to the TV, as far as they know. <laughs> it just looks like a fucking remote control. Yeah, why did they move when he told I them? I guess they're just like, ah, whatever. I don't know. Oh, well, but uh, they put this weird little save-a-life device on Chekhov's forehead. Yeah, it's like... And he wakes up his... just fine. Yeah, he's, he's normal. He's a little delusional. He calls himself Admiral Chekhov. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> and then we get, uh, I guess, probably the newest version ever filmed of a Keystone Cops skit. Yeah. Where they just get chased around by police yep. while funny music plays. Go- goofy <laughs> chase music happens again. <laughs> And, uh, but they beam out in the elevator, like, they get in the elevator, and the cops, like, think they got them, but they open the elevator doors, and they, they fucking beam out, right? Which the, is great. I actually it's love cool. that. It is really cool. Yeah. I actually it's love it. It's worth it. It's worth it. I love it. that the transporter could solve so many problems. Yeah. It's just, like, it's a ma- it's magic. It's just, like, you have superpowers, like... <laughs> and then, uh... They're trying to figure out a way back to the future, and they're like, uh, they tell Spock that he has to make an educated guess. Yeah, because they need to know how much the water and the whales are going to weigh to, yeah. for the mass of the ship and all, like for the formula, I guess. Yeah, and Spock says, you know, I don't make guesses, and McCoy says, nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is McCoy's first uncontested burn on Spock ever, <laughs> I think. Yep, yep. He gets him. He chesses him. He chess matches him into that. Checkmate, you green-blooded hobgoblin. (laughs) 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 Fucking hobgoblin. I love it. It's so good. So they track the whales to Alaska, right? Yep. With their magic. With their magic sensors. Oh, no, no, no. They they have the radio frequency because they're tagged. That's right. Oh, yeah. Do we need to take a break again? We do need to take a break. Yes, sir. We'll be back with more M-Class after this word from our sponsors. (laughs) Give us money. Computer? Computer? Ah. Hello, computer. Just use the keyboard. The keyboard. How quaint. And we're back, and we made like four dollars and fifty cents just then. Sweet, uh, <laughs> we could buy you some pizza at uh, Domino's. <laughs> it's, 
No thanks. We could buy half a case of Michelob. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna get sick. <laughs> Just thinking about it. So, <laughs> so they truck the whales to Alaska, and a whaling ship shows up at the exact same moment. Yeah, they had to do that, though, right? Like, yeah. they, it would have been really boring. It, like, I don't. It, There'd be no dramatic tension yeah. whatsoever for the rest yeah. of the movie if it yeah. wasn't for that. Yeah. So, so they they like basically decloak the ship over the the whaling ship, and they're like, "Fuck!" And they're just all speaking like what a Russian or whatever the fuck they're like, from. How did this not create like a huge time paradox where they were like, "Holy fuck!" There's this giant ship that appeared, and we all saw it. Maybe, maybe they reported it, and maybe it's like in a UFO thing somewhere. Yeah, it's probably you know what I mean? front page of the National Enquirer. Yeah. <laughs> It's that scene. Is it Futurama or is it uh, Simpsons when the the crazy guy takes a picture of uh, of a UFO and then he develops it and it turns out to be the Bigfoot picture? Oh yeah, I think that's Futurama. Is it Simpsons? Simpsons? Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it took a picture. Oh, it wasn't the Bigfoot. He took a picture and it was the Loch Ness monster. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So they scare the shit out of these guys, create a temporal paradox. You know, they're up to, like, three in this movie they're, by now. They're, yeah. I mean, I guess they kind of figure that, too, like, they're going back to get punished anyway. So, like, whatever. Yeah. They, like, who cares? They transport the whales up. Takes, like, 12 seconds or yeah, some crazy there amount there be whales here. Yep, yep. There's That's the line. Yep. And then Kirk's like, all right, warp one. And I'm like, you're inside a planet's atmosphere. Are you fucking yeah, joking? That's not a good idea. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> that would be fucking insane. They do that in uh, in Battlestar. It's a it's a cool thing they do. They they airdrop the ship into an atmosphere. And then they... Uh, they don't call it warp drive. They they uh, they light speed jump. Whatever they call it, I forget what they call it. Oh, F- FTL, faster than light travel. Yeah. And it makes like this crazy shockwave. It goes like boom, and like everything like it's crazy. So it's kind of neat that they do that. But that sounds fucking terrifying. It's awesome. Why do you need to drop a colony on a planet when you can just do that shit, dude? Well, that's what the Romulans did. They started crashing warp ships into planets. Yep. They never got Romulans. to see that though. They're fucking assholes. Romulans are the worst. <laughs> um, so they uh, whip around the sun again. Yeah, it works again. And this time we don't get any crazy art film shit, which no. I, I thought was a missed opportunity. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that shit. No, and there's always time for art film We're shit. We're in a time crunch. <laughs> this movie is pretty lengthy. That's true. How long is it? It's like two hours. That's it's, fine. it's two hours, yeah. It's like one fifty-eight, well, hour and fifty-eight minutes or something like that. Uh, <laughs> the fucking probe turns off all their systems when they get close to Earth again. Yeah, they immediately, like, I guess Spock figures it out well enough that it transports them. I thought it was neat, though. It tra- he figures He's smart enough to figure out when they left, because as soon as that window breaks, which is the window from earlier that breaks in the Starfleet headquarters they show up again so they leave they show back up as soon as they leave right it actually seems like a little bit before they leave because he yells like get them back and the window breaks and then they leave and then they and then they leave so like maybe there's two of them for a split second or something which is really cool that is cool yeah especially (laughs) it would have been great to have a really like a little quick shot of it of like the old ship going around the sun going around and then the other one coming back yeah Yeah, that That would have been sweet yep yep um (laughs) 
So uh, they crash land in the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, they almost hit the bridge, which, <laughs> why do you need the bridge anyway? Yeah, there are no cars <laughs> no anymore. Cars, so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, they, they crash in the water and everybody abandons ship, except yep. Kirk, who goes to rescue Scotty, Jillian, and whales. Okay, whales aren't fish. They need to breathe oxygen so they can't sink in the ship, no, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> also, that's not going to help anybody if they're like in a ship at the bottom of the fucking bay. Yeah, not going to not gonna do anyone any good. So they, so he swims and his toupee stays on while he's <laughs> under the water. <laughs> Man's his, got a good hair piece. His hair plugs don't... don't uh, you don't notice them in this. He must have gotten his hair plugs before... This, because that yeah. looks like real well, his, hair. His hair looks more real in this than it does in the motion picture. Yeah, well, like yeah. Far. Oh yeah, and even in the show, like in the show, like he's he's in thinning. the show. His hair is like thinning, but it's still yeah. his hair. You it's can his, tell. Yeah. yeah. But in the motion picture, there's like a line between yeah. his hair on the side of his head and the toupee. Yeah, but, they put the toupee on. Yep. Um, <laughs> but. Like, Kirk releases the whales out, and the, there's a weird moment where they're like, why aren't they singing? Because they need yeah. even more tension. Yeah. But yeah. then they start singing. The the probe, t- like, tilts on its front, and then the whales do the same thing. And they do this kind of, like, like, re- like it's kind of neat. Like, the, the eye of the probe, the thing that they, like, the probe, like, drops this little ball out of it. And that's, like, the eye of the probe. Yeah. And, like, it, like, matches with the eye of the whale. It's kind of cool, you know? Like, it's yeah. real, real it's, arty, it, it sort of. It's sort of an artsy-fartsy thing, but it's done really well. Yeah, it's done It's done well. And you get to hear some cool whale tunes. Yeah, which, who doesn't want to listen to that? <laughs> They're beautiful, man. <laughs> they almost killed Earth, Jeff. They saved Earth. <laughs> Those whales are heroes. <laughs> they have a monument to them in the game when you go down oh, the that's start, awesome. It says, Georgia Gracie, class of 22-whatever, 60-whatever. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> So the probe decides its job here is done, mm-hmm. and it flies off back into space, and the Earth fixes itself immediately. It, every day, the probe turns all the electricity back on. <laughs> it's like, we're done here. And I then love. there's like all those outside scenes of like the clouds turning back into water. Yeah, it's like they just like reverse the effect. They like run the, they edit the film backwards, right? Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's celebrating. Yeah, they're cheering and it's a, they're in a swimming pool. Yeah, they and actually Kirk are. and his crew have a teenager pool party together. Yeah, it's <laughs> they get a little handsy with the ladies, but they do. They get a little grabby. <laughs> then we switch back to uh, the inquiry, the council yeah. inquiry. Yeah, they have to still face the music, <clears throat> and uh, they drop all charges except one, and it's only against Kirk, and he yeah. gets exactly what he wants and becomes a captain again. Yep. He if Kobayashi you were a Klingon, Maru's. yeah, man. If you were a Klingon, would you not be fucking livid well, at that's this the point? Thing. Like diplomatically speaking, this is horrible. Because this is like, a terrible move. You're trying to like make peace with the Klingons, but you 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 can't. I mean, I, I guess like the, from the Federation standpoint, like they don't care because like the Klingons are the Klingons, I guess, and they're just yeah. like gonna do whatever. But like, yeah, they don't. They just give. Everybody gets a happy ending. Like that's exactly what happened. 
Klingons. Yeah, like the Klingons, and that comes into play in further movies. It the does. Klingons' dissatisfaction with the Federation and Kirk specifically. Yes, yes. But think about this from the Federation's point of view. It's like if fucking like Captain America yeah. got put on trial. Nobody's gonna be like, well, condemn Captain America. Yeah, fuck Captain America, right? Yeah, like the dude <laughs> he fucking saved, saved the world. planet, dude. He yeah. saved our world like six times, yeah. but fuck him. He's a goddamn superhero. We're not gonna fucking get rid of him. <laughs> you crazy? That dude just traveled back in time and saved whales. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, whales were extinct before today. Yeah, we have whales again. <laughs> and the thing uh, the thing that always gets me about this movie is that Jillian, whose last name I don't think we ever learn. Dr. Marcus? <clears throat> Jillian Marcus. No. Jill- no, it's not Mar- Marcus. Dr. Marcus is the other one. Yeah, yeah. I think they say it. They say it. They probably it. say it. I don't really yeah. remember I'm gonna but uh, Dr. Jillian has missed <laughs> 300 years of scientific advancement. Yeah. And somehow she's immediately put aboard a science vessel, a Starfleet science vessel. Yeah, which is stupid. Yes, it is. Because, like, like she could be a scientist, because she is a scientist, and, like... You know, like, I mean, if you brought like somebody... Like, she could go to the fucking Daystrom Institute and like work you, there. Right, if you brought if you brought Isaac Newton to now, he could still do science because he invented calculus. You know what I mean? Like, he kn- yeah. he knows how to do science, but, like, you wouldn't send him on a space... Well, maybe you would him, but you wouldn't send a terrestrial zoologist, a marine biologist, yeah, into like, space. What the fuck <laughs> is she going to do in space? Yeah. I don't know. I guess she might be like they're following the probe and studying it or something. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's That's not other. Really explained. Maybe there's other whale-like things. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she's other... like, I'll find you out there, Kirk. Yeah. Don't you don't have to find me. I'll find you. And then she <laughs> was never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call it. Don't call me. I'll call you. Yeah, exactly. Kirk was like, oh, I can't wait until she calls me. Yeah, I'm totally going to fuck her. She, like, totally, like, totally outkirks him, really. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she gets the last laugh. Her She's name She's like, look, I just... got to go to the future. That's all I wanted. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> dude. Dude. Fuck it. I want to go. I yeah. want to go there. Fuck yeah. I wrote that she uh, travels with him to the future just like everyone else would. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That bullshit, like, where people just stay behind and shit. No. Nah. Nah, dude. Once you see nah. that fucking that fucking shit, dude, I'd be like, yeah, I'm coming with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm the cop from Masters of the Universe that stays in Eternia. That's me. <laughs> the principal from Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name is uh, John Larroquette. Yeah, it was him. It was John Larroquette. He, play, he also played Bull in Night Court. <laughs> He played so many roles. <laughs> he's he's a very he's a very capable actor. He's greatest got a lot American of range. actor. Greatest American actor. And our friends bit. learn at the final scene of the movie that they've been assigned to a new new enterprise. The retrofitted Enterprise A. NCC one seven zero one A. Well, it's not retrofitted, it's brand new. The other yeah, one got I, blown yeah. the fuck up in space. Yeah, yeah. I think they do they still call it retrofitting if they make like a no. new like sort of I guess it's like updating, right? Yeah, but, it's like a new model. It's why yeah. it's the A. Yeah. And uh so everyone gets what they want. They break every law that you could possibly break yeah. this side of murder in the yeah. Federation, and then they get exactly what they want. It's in the crazy, end. man. It's crazy. The end. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> On to the next one. <laughs> oh no. my 
my god. No, we're not on to the next one yet. We can discuss <laughs> this one a little bit more. I love this movie. This movie is fantastic. Dude, it's, I love this movie. I it's a, love it's, it. It's a great 80s movie. It's a great movie, but it's a great 80s movie. Like, it's a top 10 80s movie. Like, oh, yeah. It's It's got time travel, which is always great. It's fucking great. This movie's very great. '80s as well. Time travel is very '80s. Yeah, and it's it's a well done time travel movie, which like, you know, you don't always get well done time travel. No, movies. time travel is usually used as like the poor man's sci-fi. Any yeah. sci-fi that's just about time travel tends to be pretty shitty. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Yeah, and <laughs> introducing time travel into something where it's not really the focus can also end up really shitty. Yeah, like, like Interstellar. Like the television show Heroes. Oh yeah, we were, dude. Were you here? Mike and I were talking about that. We were just no. talking about. It. No, so I wasn't weird. there. That's so weird, man. Yeah, we were no. talking about that show. Yeah, Heroes had a pretty decent first season. It, it seemed did. like it was gonna get really good, it was and King then they time traveled, right? and it was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what happens when you introduce time travel where it doesn't belong. I, yeah, I don't know. This is this is the I don't know on my rank of original series movies, second favorite. My second, second favorite. Second favorite after Wrath. No, I like I like Undiscovered Country the best. Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I don't know. It's a really tough decision it's for me. T- it's tough. This one, I like this one more than I like Wrath do you, of Khan. Do you like any of the Next Generation movies better than the original series movies? Um, no. Then all of them. There are ones that I like more than some yeah. of the original. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I like I like First Contact. I'll give First Contact some some props. I like um, First Contact. All right. Another time travel movie. I like it better than five. Oh yeah. No, it's way better than five. <laughs> it's not better than four. No, and it's absolutely not better than not. six. Yeah, no, it's not better than two, probably. No, like two, yeah, but it's 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 the good one. It's the good next generation film. It's the only good one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert for the next like eight years of this podcast, I guess. Yep. <laughs> this movie, uh, a lot of people on the uh, subreddit were talking about how this movie sort of reinvented. Spock. Yeah. And uh, let me bring that up, actually. I'm gonna yeah, that's fucking, a good point. I, yeah. I'm going to give some names here. <clears throat> yeah. Throw uh, them out. Jared Rays, I think. Okay. Uh, said, The Voyage Home is my favorite Star Trek movie, and I don't know why. He doesn't know why. It's well, certainly not the best. I gave that honor to Wrath of Khan, but it has a very special place in my heart. The movie mm. made me like Spock. Yeah. Uh, like not liking Spock is heresy, but until I saw this movie, I was unable to connect to him for whatever yeah. reason. This movie humanizes Spock, is what uh, Tad Tad's beard, the beard guy, said. the beard man. Yeah, he's he's uh, he, he has to become that human ish Spock again, right? Like yeah, and he from said, here uh, on out, Spock's Spock again. But he ha- but there's a reason for it, so you know the this movie is the reason he is that way, right? Yeah. So it works very well. And uh, he says that, like, uh, Nimoy directed it, so he basically got to reboot Spock the way he wanted. Yeah. He also had a hand in writing, so... Yeah, he got to write himself, which is always fun. Um, Yeah. it's The movie is great. There's not any part in it that I get bored by. There is no part of this movie that is bad, I would say. There's I can no, agree with that. There's no bad part of this movie. It's, it's like, a really, it's so fun. It's, it's, it's that's fun, the word yeah. I would use to describe it. Like people use that as an excuse word. Yeah, that's an excuse for movies now. That yeah, it was fun. like 
for the Star Trek reboots specifically yeah, is what yeah. I'm thinking about. Like, yeah. oh, but they're it's fun. Just, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. But they're brainless fun. Yeah, this, and this is, movie this is, is smart. not brainless. This is smart. This is Star Trek fun. Like, this is exactly. Like, this is fun Star Trek, which like you don't get like too often. You know what I mean? Like, and it and the whole movie of it. That's great. Yeah, Star Trek can get heavy handed at times. Yeah, and or at least heavy. It, it's serious. It's about yeah. serious moral dilemmas, and there are some moral dilemmas in this, but they pair well with the fun. In a, in a, it's like it's like combining like French fries and a milkshake. Like you don't think it would work, yeah, right? But it exactly. works. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of comedic element to this movie yeah. that I think helps it a lot, and it's probably why it's one of the most popular mainstream movies. Yeah. People love a uh, heavy comedic element in their, like, sci-fi. Yeah, I don't know why, but... <laughs> sometimes it works out excellently, and sometimes you can go even more heavy with yeah. it, where it's more comedy than sci-fi, like, say, Spaceballs. Right, right. <laughs> well, like, Star Trek's always had, like, a pretty good uh, sense of humor about itself. Oh, yeah. Um, but... In a, in, a, in a dignified way, like, it doesn't laugh at itself, but it laughs at itself smartly and i think that like not to get into this but like i think like with the reboot films like they try to do that and it fails spectacularly well, the problem with that is and i'm we'll cut it after this uh yeah. but the problem with that is they're not poking fun at themselves right they're, they're poking, poking fun at, at the original series other people's thing right exactly, exactly which isn't anywhere near the same thing it's like bullying instead right. of it's, poking fun it's mean it's mean-spirited yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, enough of that. All right. <laughs> we both love Star Trek Four. If you haven't seen it, uh, you know what happens in it now, but you should still watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> and we have a shit ton of emails this time. All right, let's get to the emails. Let's get to the emails. Our first email is from Nick, mm -hmm. who says, Hey, guys, love the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's widely acknowledged that Search for Spock is not very good, so my question is, how would you improve it? Could it be improved, or is it beyond that? I don't think you can improve... I, I think it's as best as it can be. It's just not very good. It, it's just the end of two. It's just the end of the second <clears throat> movie. And, like, ha, like I don't know, like... I, you gotta That's, make, like, a... You gotta make two, like, four hours long, which would make two suck. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think three could be made better, but you have to... The A plot in three is so fucking thin. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it, it's it's basically just window dressing so that they can have Spock come back. Yeah. If they yeah. would have built up an entire story and the window dressing was Spock coming back, right? Then it would work far better. Yeah. But out of all the villains That's in Star point. Trek history, who the fuck remembers Commander Krug? We didn't even remember his name. We called him we called him Kurg or something. Yeah, we know. called him Kurg like, no. for half the fucking podcast. The only reason anyone remembers him is because he's played by fucking uh, Doc Brown guy. Yeah, he's played by uh, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason anyone knows about yeah, him. And he's not played well by Christopher Lloyd, either. He's not even a Klingon. He's just, like, a Klingon, sort of. It just, it's just weird. It's just Kaplan. a weird... <laughs> <laughs> Is he here? Is he on the podcast? <laughs> Is that him? It sounded like him. Uh, Also, which character from any Star Trek would you most like to bang? I'm pretty <laughs> sure the correct answer, whether you're gay or straight, is Shatner's Kirk. <laughs> The wharf would probably be a demon in the sack. Keep it up, Nick. <laughs> he breaks a lot of bones when he fucks, that yeah. wharf does. 
Look, Shatner ha- Shatner's Kirk had the dreamiest eyes. Everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah, well, he had some 1960s television makeup helping him with that. Yeah, he had some 1960s lighting where it's just yeah. the eyes being lit. It's, it's a fucking, like, a studio uh, Fresnel. That's what they're called, the lights. <laughs> Fresnels, that's the name of them. Now you, now you learn something. It's God just one damn. Fresnel you have, on, on... You have all this knowledge that I fucking... What the hell? I How went did to you school. know that? I went to college. Yeah, <laughs> I went to college too. I don't know shit. Um, thanks for writing in, Nick. I don't know if we answered that second question. I think we already answered that. We played fuck Mary kill or whatever yeah, last time. Yeah, who about I want to bang the most? With. I don't. I don't know. There's so many. Uh, I, maybe maybe just a, a week on Riza just to get it all out. Just all you just Jamaharan the whole yeah, week. Yeah, huh? just a uh, horgon. Just put that horgon up, and you know. Whatever. I don't know. I, there's not like really one. I, I wouldn't. I, I will say I wouldn't want. Maybe Kira? I don't know. I, I thought you were going to go for Kira. Maybe Kira. When I read that question. Yeah. Well, she's got red hair, so. Everybody knows my answer. They check the Vulcan. Yes, Salar. <laughs> I never remember her name. I do. Um, our next question is from a different Josh. Okay, not me. I didn't ask this. Who says, hey guys, uh, first time, long time. Cool. I was just wondering, who's your favorite recurring character from the different Trek series? Oh, Does man. this mean like a main cast thing or like a recurring actor that returns? Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs? Easily my favorite actor who plays uh, Brunt. He plays uh, Wayoon in Deep Space Nine. Shran. He plays Shran. Uh, he's great. Uh, uh, the guy who plays Goldacott is awesome. As yeah, Goldacott is so evil, it's great. Um, he's like such a real world version of evil as well. Yeah, he's just a, he's like a bureaucratic evil. Which like, make, he thinks he's right. He thinks yeah. he's the hero. Yeah, it's it's great. He's great. <coughs> um, but yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. Like Vash. <laughs> Uh, she recurred twice. She's it's three times. Three yeah, times. She's in, she turns into a skeleton on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know. Sarek? Yeah. Anytime yeah. Sarek shows up, I, I know it's going to be a good episode. Yeah. He's he, good. Especially in Next Generation. He has really excellent episodes oh, in Next Generation. Oh, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Um, uh, fucking Jeffrey Combs is mm. great. Like as Brunt, he's so hilarious. much so much so that I was like commissioned to draw Transformers characters, which, like I said earlier, I've never mm. actually really watched Transformers much, and it was from yeah. a show I'd never seen. And I was reading about the characters to try to pick two to draw. Right. And Jeffrey Combs did the voice of one of them, so I was like, well, I guess I'll draw him. That's crazy. Because <laughs> Jeffrey Combs did it. That's crazy. He's awesome, man. He, he's such a good actor. He's great. He's got a lot of range, like, within himself, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. he, like you know it's Jeffrey Combs. Like, oh, that's Jeffrey Combs, right? But, like, he plays different characters. Like, he puts, like, little spins on them, and it, it just works. One of my favorite moments in Deep Space Nine is when Kira, uh, when, I guess this is a little spoiler for Deep Space Nine. Yeah, well, we're gonna get there. <laughs> I'll just I'll just skip over the specifics. Kira is talking to Wayun. Yeah, and Wayun says, "Oh, uh, we don't have very good eyesight." Yes, and yes. she said, "Oh, why?" And he's like, "Well, we don't have abilities that like uh, n- normal people would have, or whatever." Like, I look at this right. art and I don't know if it's good or not. Right. I have no artistic sensibility. Uh-huh. And she said, "Oh, that's really sad." And he said, "Oh, I, I never thought about it, but sometimes I really would love to be able to carry a tune." <laughs> 
And he like looks off in the distance with this real like longing yeah. in his face. Yeah. And then he goes back to being a huge fucking dickhole immediately. Yeah. I love that about about uh, the Vorta, how they're like super accelerated and like yeah. so they don't have like things because like the founders like basically just were like you're this now. Yeah, like you don't need this shit yeah, to service, right, right. so you don't have it. You don't have it, yeah. <laughs> Which is fucked up. It's fucked up. They're well, fucked the, up. The Dominion is pretty much exactly the opposite of the Federation in every possible yeah, way. Yeah, they're the, the antithesis of the Federation. Uh, so I guess that sort of answered your question. <laughs> Tangentially. Uh, our next question is uh, from John Jimco. Okay. All right. Who uh, sent us an email called that says hashtag boom ba boom boom boom? Oh yeah, which is not from the right show at all. No, it's from the other one. <laughs> uh, big fan, love the show. Yada yada yada. Preamble over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, how do you feel about Sulu being canonically gay in the new awful Star Trek films and George Takei's feelings on the matter? Um, I think it's f- fantastic. I mean, I don't care that he's gay. Um, I. I don't Did know you, how George Takei feels George about Takei it. George Takei is against it. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he feels that it goes against Gene's vision of the character. Yeah, I mean, I don't and care. if they were going to have a gay character, that they should have a new gay character. Yeah, I like, but I, I, I guess I don't care because like, I oh, wouldn't yeah. care if anyone was gay. So like, exactly. why would I care if he's gay? That's, you know what that's I mean? That's exactly how I feel about yeah. it. It's not, in, it's not like changing the foundation right. of the character. He's still the same character. Right, he doesn't... Right. Also, those movies are terrible anyway, so who yeah, cares? Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> Beyond was alright. I liked it. I but... still haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, you is should it on see HBO? it. It's... Is it on HBO? Uh, Go. What the hell is HBO? <laughs> is that like <laughs> Showtime? It's like... It's like uh, it's is like it Prism. Cinemax? It's like Prism. Did you guys have Prism when you were growing up? <laughs> no. I think it was a Philadelphia thing. It, no. Prism was what stars became. Oh my god. So it was like super eighties. Like, do you it, remember the when Stars first became a thing though, and they played those commercials constantly? Like, yeah. where it was like, if you want to see movies, you're gonna see Stars. My favorite is the old HBO uh, model, like that they used to like they did like a like a intro to the movie. It was, oh yeah. <laughs> and then like like flew a camera over a, a model like yeah. a, of a town. <laughs> I love that shit. That was great. I miss models. Miniatures. <laughs> Miniatures, yes. Uh, what the hell is up with money in the Federation? Gold Press Latinum seems like mainly a Ferengi thing. The crews yeah. gamble, but for what exactly? Just for fun. Everything seems to be free, so how does it all work? Well, it's all free. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a post-scare, uh, post-scarcity society because yeah. of uh, replicators. Your only job is to better yourself. That's your only job. So however you want to do that, right? That's You're- what that's what gold press latinum is. It's why it's made out of gold. Is latinum is the only uh, mineral yeah. in the entire galaxy that cannot be replicated. Right. That's why Ferengi's use it as money. Right. So but you have to you have to press it into gold, right? Like it's yeah. it's not it it doesn't it's like gaseous or something I, I forget like it's exact, a liquid it's a liquid okay yeah yeah it's like mercury it yeah it's like okay so they like press yeah 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 and like uh, there's a great line where um, Quark says I don't know whose idea it was to suspend precious latinum inside completely worthless gold <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. But it was a genius move. Well, like, the communicators have gold in them. I think yeah. they, they say that in one of the or, uh, TNG episodes, or, like, there's gold in this, you know? Yeah, because gold is completely replicatable. Yeah, you so can just it's worthless. make it. Yeah. Everything is worthless in that way, because you can replicate it. Yeah, you can just get it. It's just and energy, and there's the, infinite energy. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, made out of the basic composition of matter. You just have to refill basic matter into right. it in order to use it. When you have literally infinite energy, what what does anything matter? It doesn't. Yeah. Nothing matters. Uh, the crew on the next generation gambles uh, for chips. Yeah, it's They just, don't use real money. In the yeah. original series, they don't even use chips. They just play yeah. cards. Cards, yeah. Uh, on Deep Space Nine, they play Dabo. cards and Dabo and stuff with Latinum. Yeah, because that's... Yeah, because, well... The Deep Space Nine is not technically the Federation, no. right? So no, um, and the thing, the reason why people on Deep Space Nine, like Starfleet officers, can play and like buy stuff, is that um, at least in spinoff materials, Federation, uh, like Federation members, yeah, uh, Starfleet members at least, are given a small stipend of Federation credits that can transfer into other credits. Yeah, you're free to accumulate money. Like, you are free to do that. Like, it's like, not communism where, like, they're like, yeah. give us your money. Like, you can do that, but it's a yep. waste of time. Like, why would you? <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, why would you waste your time doing that? But when you're sent out into an area where money is used... You're given a stipend so that yeah. you can spend the money on that place. Right. It doesn't mean anything to the Federation. Yeah, they don't care. It's just whatever. But, uh, much you want. It, <laughs> it translates into money for other cultures. Yeah. You just have to be um, super careful. You get a very small stipend. Yeah. Uh, so that you don't throw their... Inflate uh, the economy. Yeah. yeah. Ruin their economy that yeah. way. <laughs> and uh, the final question John Jimco asks is, what the hell happened to the pizza? Kirk has it when he gets out of the truck and he presumably too. <laughs> presumably he gets teleported up with it. But when we see him next, he doesn't have a pizza. He probably they probably just left it in the truck or they probably like just didn't beam it up like fuck it right who cares does, about the pizza? <laughs> does the teleporter filter out the pizza? Well, they can they can filter out the weapons right? They can they can beam. I think it's I just watched the episode. I think it's transporter protocol five. Yeah. Is the protocol right? Yeah, that, like, that means it, get rid of the weapons and, and get transport. rid of all weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they got rid of the pizza because it was a dangerous weapon. Yeah, they didn't know what it was. They should have got rid of that Michelob. Jesus fuck. <laughs> Michelob. Good lord. Oh my god. I'd rather fucking drink Natty Ice than Michelob. Oh my god. At least Natty Ice has more alcohol in it. Our next question is from a guy named Tad, who I imagine is probably Tad's beard. Probably. I don't know a lot of Tads in the world. There's two Tad, on our Reddit, though. So Tad Ghostal. Tad Ghostal? Excellent <laughs> reference. Holy <laughs> shit. Has anyone noticed that not five minutes after the whales are released, the whalers immediately find them and try to murder them? Yes. <laughs> we did notice that. Maybe they know... Maybe they scan the uh, radio frequency. You know what I mean? Maybe they yeah. know that whales get tagged. and that Maybe they're just out there whaling. Maybe they just got lucky. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, also, what's going to happen to Jillian? What can she do that the scientists of the 23rd century can't? Well, that's the thing, though. She's going to learn how to... Uh, she, th for her, it's great, right? She's the only whale scientist yeah. in existence. Yeah, she's the only one who knows about whales. <laughs> like, that's fucking fantastic. But 
Also, for her, like, she gets to learn all these new sciences, and, like, that's pretty great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, I want to, like, I go to the future and be like, uh, we know alchemy now, we can just make gold. Like, that's fucking, I'd be like, how do you do that? Not that I, like, need it, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'd be like, but... actually, fuck that. I'm just going to replicate everything I ever wanted. Yeah, I'm going to replicate uh, a pizza with sausage on it this time. <laughs> I'm going to replicate a Super Nintendo Entertainment System <laughs> with all the games I could ever play. Yeah. Uh, also, do you uh, remember Sequest with Roy Schneider? I do remember that. Yes. And the kid from Ladybugs? Yeah, uh, uh, Brand- Brandon, Jonathan Brandis. He, yeah, he killed himself. I remember Sequest. I don't remember Ladybugs. Ladybugs is a fucking great movie. Rodney Dangerfield is in it. All and right, I'm sold. The kid is Jonathan Brandis <laughs> dresses in drag to play soccer on a girls' soccer team because uh, Rod- Rodney Dangerfield wants to win. Like is wants- Jonathan Brandis the one who's in that movie where he uh, paint he goes in blackface to get in the black college? No, that's <laughs> no, no, no. That's <laughs> what is the name of that fucking movie? We talk about it all know. the time. It's that oh, movie shit. is so unbelievably offensive. <laughs> oh my god, I, dude, I cannot remember. I cannot believe I'm drawing a blank on this. I'm gonna type it in. 80s blackface movie. Let's find out through the magic of. I think it's Google. called. It's like, oh, that's, oh, fuck. Is Google not giving you an answer? I'm ty- I gotta type stupid because I'm that's stupid. Soul right. Man. The movie's called Soul Man. Soul Man. That's right. Okay. And what the- a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. C. Thomas Howell is the actor. Oh God! It's like someone saw the Voyage Home and said, "Hey, remember that movie? How about we reverse it? Star <laughs> Trek of Ocean." But instead of whales, we get a talking dolphin and the guy who killed Jaws. Yeah, the the, the do- yeah yeah it's not. I think that show was on for five seasons. Then all the executives did some coke and ordered one of those party subs from Subway. <laughs> if you don't remember that show, in the second season finale, Luke Skywalker sends the crew and their fancy sub to another planet, and they all die, except they don't. It's ten years later, and Michael Ironsides is pissed all the time. Oh my god. That is a really good description of that show. It's on Netflix, and I, I have not watched it because it's terrible. It is terrible. I, I remember it being the on. Sequest? It was on CBS, I think. Sequest is the best show. It's like Star Trek, but ocean. It's terrible, man. Oh, Do you remember Earth 2? Earth 2 yeah, was... Yeah, I remember Earth 2. That was a short-lived one. Uh, for a reason. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, our next email. Thanks for writing in, Tad. And good email. And the Tad that does our subreddit, thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for trying, buddy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Our next email is from Graham, who's a friend of mine. Hi, Graham. He said, if you had to choose a crew member to remove from each series, who would you choose? No choosing Wesley or Neelix. Okay. Well, okay. I choose Wesley. Yeah, I still choose Wesley because he's pointless. <laughs> he absolutely um, is. I, don't think, I wouldn't get rid of Neelix. I don't know. I, I don't know. That show, maybe Harry Kim, Ensign Kim. On Voyager. Ensign Kim doesn't do anything. He's annoying. I, honestly, yeah. the most annoying character on Voyager is probably Tom Paris. Yeah, he's obnoxiously, like, he reminds me of, like, my uncle, my, like, evangelist Baptist uncle for some uh, reason. Oh, yeah. He's, like, real, like, just, I don't know. He's just real he's weird. Preachy. He's, he's a real, got yeah, a preachiness he's real to him. Uh, uh, yeah, I would get rid of Tom Paris. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with uh, Ensign Kim. Uh, let's start with the original series, since we skipped ahead to Voyager. Uh, Captain Pike. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> they already did that. 
Um, the original series. You know what I would do in the original series instead of getting rid of somebody? Yeah. There's an episode of the original series, the one that has the like blob monster that's like killing all the miners. The I think they're called the Horda. Horda. Yes, the Horda. Yeah, the Horda. Yeah. Uh, in that episode, there's an actual chief of security. Yeah. On the Enterprise, which is never. In most other episodes, is he like, like a big burly guy? Is that like his thing? He's like a big. Uh, yeah. He's like kind of tall and yeah. like broad shouldered, but he has like s- super gray hair. Yeah. And his name's Giotto. <laughs> okay. And I want him to be an actual crew member. Yeah, it he makes had this more like sense. sardonic ass sense of humor that was great. That's cool. I would love for him to be a full crew member. Yeah, I don't think I would get rid of anyone. I mean, you can't get rid of somebody from the original series. Like, no, that's crazy. Next generation, uh, I can't pick Wesley. I don't if know. you can't pick Wesley, that's a real tough one. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, Guinan. <laughs> I thought you loved Guinan. I do like Guinan, but like Guinan episodes get like real frequent at some point, and it's uh, like, all right, all right, let's tone it down with the Guinan I get it. <laughs> yeah. I like Guinan a lot. I feel like a lot of my enjoyment of Guinan comes from the fact that Whoopi Goldberg was like the biggest Star Trek fan ever. Yeah, and she just wanted to be in it. That is, she, that is cool. That she is wanted cool. to be in it so bad that yeah. she just called them and asked if she should she could be in it. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what I would do if I yeah. became famous in any way. I'd call whatever Star Trek production. There's not one right now. I'd call fucking Star Trek fan films. <laughs> be like, can I be in your show? Dude, I would love that. Maybe Troy. I don't know. I don't know. I like Troy. Troy's a lot like, of people hate Troy. But I don't I like hate her, her. but... I, yeah. I, she was my kill in the fuck yeah. Mary kill, but I like her still. Yeah. Um, there are episodes where I don't. Where she's written very poorly. She's written very poorly some sometimes, and that's yeah. annoying to me because it's like you have a you have a telepathic psychic uh, therapist. Like that's great. Like that's yeah. fucking hilarious. Like that's genius. You could do a lot with that. Yeah, but they kind of they're she's getting they like physically and sexually assaulted in her all brain all the time. It's fucking ridiculous, man. It's like we so got it. Bad. <laughs> Uh, I keep I'm running into this problem so far where I want a character to get more screen time and not, not get, get rid of out. them. Yeah, because I would actually like. I felt like there was a a really clear, nicely done division of uh, ethics between Picard and Doctor Crusher. Yeah, that uh, was really interesting. Sometimes it could get a little bit much, but she was much more. Like he was much more stringent with the prime directive, and she was much more empathetic. Yeah, she was more human, right? Yeah, because Picard is like the he's like the like he's like a god on Mount Olympus. Like he's like a perfect he, he's, human he being. He is by the book, one hundred percent. So I don't know if I can choose somebody from the next gen. Honestly, yeah, I don't if know. I did have to choose somebody, it would probably be uh, Wesley. Fuck you. Yeah, Wesley. Uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, Michael Dorn is great. So adding him is is genius. He's fantastic. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't get rid of anybody. That show is so good. Everyone's um, great. <laughs> man, who would I get rid of on Deep Space Nine? I oh wouldn't get rid of Garrick. Garrick is fucking no, phenomenal. Garrick is amazing. Any episode he's in is better because he's in it. And even Ron, dude, everyone's great. I'm not getting rid of anybody. Everybody, Jake yeah. Cisco. No, he, but he's like the better Wesley. Like he's, he's like smarter, yeah. better. Can Wesley. I choose a period of time for him to leave the show? Yes, he. Uh, when he becomes the journalist, I just watched that episode. I want him gone. 
He gets worse and worse and worse. At, when he's on Deep Space Nine alone, you mean? Yeah, and yeah, even after. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, a little bit, he becomes worse and worse. Yeah, he gets real uh, kind of obnoxious, I would and say. And then you can give all the scenes that he was in to Nog. Yeah, Nog becomes the new Jake. Have Nog be in every episode instead. <laughs> uh, Nog, who looks like a tiny child who is a grown man. Dude, he is so small. He's so tiny. All the fucking Ferengi are tiny. Yeah. He's super tiny, though. <laughs> Some more Quark and Odo scenes. Voyager, I'd get rid of everybody. Uh, yeah, I, get I rid of the whole show. I wouldn't make that show. Um, I would take Tuvok out of that show and put him in something else. He's in everything else. <laughs> that guy <laughs> plays that character in everything. Tim and Russ. all the fan shit and everything. He loves that dude. He's crazy. Yeah, man. I would take him out and put him on Deep Space Nine. He's He'd in the game. Interesting element. He, he voices himself. He voices Tuvok in the game. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Here's, people voice their character in the game. There's so many. Pa- Tom Paris does everybody. Uh, dude. Awesome. <laughs> um, the ne- Enterprise. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of really pointless ass characters. Yeah, I would. In I would change. I would. Again, I would make Travis probably better. He's weak as fuck. Yeah. Uh, even Lieutenant uh, Malcolm Reed is kind of weak. Yeah, he really is. I would just make the two of them, maybe replace them with one kind of overall character, maybe. I don't mm. know. Here's a fun fact from Deep Space Nine. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> after the first scene when uh, Bashir and O'Brien sing... Like that, uh, that hymn, that old that hymn together. Shanty ta- yeah, yeah. Uh, from the from that episode onwards, uh, people working on the show would draw straws to see who got to write the O'Brien Bashir scenes because they loved them so much and they had such great chemistry. That's fantastic. They wanted more and more O'Brien and Bashir as that's, much as they possibly could. That's fantastic. Uh, Cole Meany is fantastic. He's great. He, he is a great actor. He He's a great actor credit. who fucking was stuck in a transporter room on the Enterprise <laughs> for fucking seven years. And then they were like, no, no, he's going here because he's fucking, fu- he's fantastic. He's like so good. Like he started getting Hollywood roles and they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. We had well, this guy standing in a room saying yes, sir. Yeah. for Seven years. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like, he's in that show. He's in that fucking show now. I forget the name of it, where he's like a, oh, a yeah. railroad tycoon. He's fantastic. Yeah. Man, he is a really great actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact for him, he was in Dick Tracy. Who was he? Prune Face? No, he was one of the cops that goes around everywhere with Tracy. Oh, he was? Yeah. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I, Dude, I love that movie. I saw it in the movie theater, and I, I think that's the last time I saw it. Dude, I fucking love that movie. I Kid. really do. It is so completely over the top it's in every way possible. Ridiculous. It's early 90s ridiculous, that's there's, for sure. There's a scene where uh, Dick Tracy and his cops like pull up outside the club or whatever, and they're like, all right, let's take them alive, boys. <laughs> and they get out, and like the all the ridiculous-faced villains start shooting at them. Yeah. And Dick Tracy pulls out a Tommy gun and mows down every villain he's ever fought in comics for 50 years. Yep, just kills him. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Dude, that movie. Oh, my God. I love the movie, Josh. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't talk shit about my favorite movie, Dick Tracy. We're going to have a new podcast called D-Class Podcast. It's all about the D. All about the D. Baby, uh, so thanks for writing in, Graham. Thank you. I don't know if we finished answering that, but whatever. <laughs> uh, our next email is from Kara. Okay. 
Uh, she says, hi, you've got a cool podcast. Thank you. Thanks. You got a cool name, Carathrace. Uh, I don't really know what else to say, but I felt pressured into sending an email, so here we are. Well, that's... I, I pressured her into it on Twitter, I guess, when I told people to send an email or else the Cardassians would take over. Well, they haven't yet, so thank you, Thanks Cara. for the email. <laughs> uh, we get this question a lot. Once you've run out of movies, will you start on each season or each episode or what? It's always good to have a plan. <laughs> Is that what the email says? That's what it says. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. It, it is always good to have a plan. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going yeah. to do the series. Yeah. I, we're not going to do it like uh, one podcast per series because that's fucking nuts. That, yeah. It'll uh, it'll be we'll, episodic probably, right? We like, might do like one episode or two episodes a podcast because yeah, uh, yeah. episodes are an hour long. Yeah. So one movie's worth would be two episodes. Right. Right. We're going to start at the original series and work our way forward once yeah. we're done with all the movies, including I, the reboot movies. It's been, I mean, I was a child since the last time I watched the original. Dude, like, I feel dumb because I'm watching the original series right now. I really shouldn't be. It reminds me of being sick. It reminds me of being home sick. Does it? Yeah, because I it would watch it. It reminds me of childlike wonder about space. Yeah, but that was that was like next gen for me. Uh, like, see, I next gen it. was at the same time. I watched them both at the same time in yeah, reruns. So, yeah. I watched uh, I watched uh, TNG on Saturday night when it was on Saturday night on channel fifty seven and PH- <laughs> PHL fifty seven. I watched it on channel fourteen, <laughs> which was our local like WGN channel. Yeah, that's what that's what PHL fifty seven yep. was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. So, as I mentioned before, lovely podcast. 11 out of 10. Have wow. a wonderful day. Thank you. That was great. Eat great Thanks. email. Yeah, 11 out of 10. Thank you. That's a lot. She also taught us that it's always good to have a plan. <laughs> uh, we have another email from Jared. Oh, my God, Jared. Who says, or no, it wasn't an email. It was, uh, he was on the subreddit. Oh, okay. So, not, oh my god, Jared. Alright, keep doing it, Jared. Keep doing it. It's always <laughs> hey good guys. to have a plan. Hey guys, it's Jared Hendrickson, who is now Jared Reyes. It's complicated. Alright. <laughs> uh, say no more. What is your favorite Starfleet uniform? I've got a soft spot for late DS9 slash first contact. Yep, that's a good one. That, that is, is a, a really good that's one. That's a really good one. That's my second favorite. What's your first original? My actual favorite is the original series, like, once they got yeah. their stride, not, like, the first four or five episodes. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, with the, with the different kind of open-shirted uh, gold thing, that yeah, thing. Yeah, the big, like, giant like turtleneck yeah yeah that's with the cool. rolls and shit i like i like picard when he just wears the coat just the captain's oh coat. yeah like that's the gray cool. uniform underneath with yeah, the captain's coat that's neat um yeah, every captain has their own special fun time captain outfit yeah that nobody i do, else I do gets. as far as like straight up uniforms though that's that is my favorite the late ds9 one is is awesome it's much more uniform than yeah, it a looks, lot of other star trek uniforms it's subtler and like it's not so I don't like I the opposite of that. I the one I hate the most is the early DS9 one. I hate exactly. That. I fucking hate. I, that I don't know uniform. why they. Did, I don't know why they did that. But it looks so terrible. It's, stu- it's stupid. <laughs> I hate it. And that's the and that's the Voyager one because they have it at the yeah. same time. So that's exactly. the one they wear the whole time on Voyager. It's so bad. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the problem I have with the DS9 one that stops it from being my favorite 
absolute favorite is the same problem I have with the TNG uniform mm-hmm. is that they're wearing dress shoes while they're doing action things. Yeah, they don't have boots. Like they should have maybe like thought about a boot that worked. Yeah, you know, because make need... it like obviously a boot if it's supposed to be a boot. But it they're yeah. just they're literally just wearing like dress shoes. Right, which like. They wouldn't. <laughs> no. That's my only problem, really. Yeah. It's, maybe that's they, one of the things I love about the original series, that they're wearing those fucking, like, action boots with yeah, the high the heel boot, on yeah, them and stuff. Yeah. That's what they would. They would wear a boot, like, because you're a fucking spaceman. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta do shit, you know? I had to find boots like that for my Halloween costume, which oh, was very man. difficult for a man. My have, wife found those boots immediately for a woman, but it took me, like, three months to find them for a man. I have a pair of uh, boots for like a Jedi outfit that I have that oh, are be perfect. They're, they're women. They're a women boot. Are they? But uh, they work. Sometimes you really have to. I just got. I a, thought about it. I got a big. I got a big foot, so I had to find yeah. a big foot. <laughs> I wear size 13s. It's gonna yeah, be a little yeah, difficult yeah. to <laughs> find women's shoes in that size. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I love the original series uniform for how simple it is because. If you look at it, nowadays with the uniforms that came after, it doesn't look much like a uniform. It looks like a shirt and pants. Yeah. But if you look at it compared to duty uniforms that Navy soldiers wore at the time... Right. They're very similar. Yeah, it's the same thing, yeah. They weren't they weren't wearing, a, like, a, their white uniforms, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, they weren't there. They didn't do that. They still the, don't do that. The uniforms that uh, Starfleet officers wear from TNG onwards look far more like dress uniforms. Yeah, they're more than formal work uniforms. Yeah, I like them a lot. Like, yeah, the TNG ones are fine. Like, I hate my least favorite is actually not the Deep Space Nine first one, the Voyager one. Yeah, it's the season one TNG one. Oh God, yeah. Well, those are the full yeah. spandex. Yeah, that shit, dude. Yeah, like they they God. say that they hurt their back, like because they were yeah. so tight, like they were so like. That they like hated wearing it, like they just. Like, I think Picard or Picard. I think Patrick Stewart like refused to wear it. He's like, I'm not wearing it anymore. So they let him yeah. wear that coat thing. Well, in season two, when they brought in um, the lady that played Catherine Pulaski. Oh yeah, Doctor Polanski. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Roman br- Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> when they brought her in, they were like, "All right, here's your uniform." She's like, "I'm not wearing that. I'm a middle-aged woman." Yeah. Yeah. So they gave her the scant thing, and she wore pants underneath it. Yeah. She is the only person in Starfleet history to wear that uniform. Yeah, because she didn't want to do it. Dude, I wouldn't want to do it either. No, me neither. My dick's just, like, hanging the fuck out, guys. I I would have been like, just put me in the fucking onesie, like, (laughs) jumpsuit thing that crewmen wear. Fuck it. (laughs) In the game, you get to... You get to pick lots of uniforms. There's many oh, uniforms. Yeah. It's real There's, fun. I've seen a lot of images of all the uniforms, including like newer ones that they've made. Yeah. They get kind of like tactical on you. Yeah, I there's don't know some, if I like there's those. some of that. I do, I do a real simple sort of variation of like the the the, the standard uniform, but mm. it's like all black with like a single stripe of like a red stripe across the chest. Uh, getting real classy. It's kind of neat. <laughs> Our next email is from Zeal. Yeah! Uh, who says, Hey again, guys. My question this time is, of the Star Trek movies you've talked about on the podcast so far, how would you rank them from best to worst? Oh, I don't even know if that question even made sense, but who cares? You know what I mean. Four, two, one, three. In that yeah. order. Best to worst. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you that. Could, I you, got... you could switch two and four, I guess, but I, I like four better. I so. like four better than yeah. two. Yeah. 
Um, I look forward to the next episode whenever it comes out. Oh, Zeal. man, it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> you think we're going to be able to get Mike Sadorf on that one? We can. I want him to watch it. He wants to watch it so bad. And I've I've like shut it down because I'm like you I'm held not. it away from him. Well, I don't want to watch it. Like that's the thing. I don't like. Oh, you it. gotta know. I know. And like I've seen I've seen it. I've seen it like I don't know five or six times. Like, I've only seen it once. It gets better as it goes on, which is weird. But like mm. it's start. Oh god, it's it's got so many problems. It sucks. It just sucks. Uh, P.S. I'd make I'd if you make an I'd buy it shirt. I expect some goddamn royalties. <laughs> I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Uh, we haven't made a single shirt yet, but yeah. we don't have enough fans to make a I shirt. Know, Tell all your fucking friends about this. Yeah, send money. Yeah, just send us money and we'll make a shirt someday. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Our next email mm-hmm. is from uh, Johnny Cordova. Okay, that's a cool name. It is a cool name. <laughs> he said, hey bros, hey. I've always been a fan of continuing in the spinoffs of it. Back mm-hmm. when Josh did the other podcast he got fired from, where they reviewed TV <laughs> episodes and such, I really wanted Josh to do a Star Trek podcast because of how much how much he said he loved it. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm pumped about this one and looking forward to new episodes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, this yeah. is this is like sort of like the distilled version of Syndication Station, right? It's, like, it's everything that mattered in Syndication Station yeah. except Mike Sadorf. Right, like. I mean, it was fun talking about, like, A-Team and shit, but, like, Star Trek's way better. It's just Star better. Star Trek's where it's at. Yeah, it's just better, so. All the cool <laughs> kids love Star yeah. Trek. Plus, we never got around to doing, like, uh, Knight Rider, which we should have, and... That would have been fun. Knight Rider, and, uh... Maybe, maybe you can reboot that show Yeah, no, I definitely can. Like, I didn't, um, get, I didn't get fired from that one. <laughs> no, he did not get fired from that one. <laughs> Uh, my question is, if you were a crew member on a starship, what would you want your job to be and why? And don't say captain, because that'd be cool. Thank you, guys. From Johnny Cordova. I can't say captain, because that'll be cool. <laughs> that was really difficult for me to do, Johnny, so I hope good. you appreciate the effort. That was good, though. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Hack it up! Hack him! Hack him! Uh, I don't know. What would you do? I don't know. I don't know what uh, I would want to do. Chief of security. You think that's what you do? That's what I'd want to do above all else. Chief of security. I probably would be a good uh, either security or tactical guy, probably. I don't know. Like, See, I, I drew uh, jo- me wearing a red shirt because I'd be uh, expendable-ass security guard. Yeah, from the original, yeah. From the original, and I drew Josh wearing a blue shirt because he'd be the scientist that comes down and finds my dead body. Yeah. Well, I gotta write on your grave, so... <laughs> I gotta write that quote on your grave. I gotta listen to this episode and remember that quote. <laughs> yeah, when you find my corpse next to the Horda... The Horda. Oh, my God. So you think he'd be wearing like uh, a command shirt? Maybe I can yell at people real good, so that that would help. <laughs> I don't know. I would do science. I don't. It doesn't really matter if you lived in Star Trek. Like it wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I'd be you like, can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I'd be like whatever. <laughs> you have to make some sort of decision with your life. I'd clean the toilets on the Enterprise. That'd be enough for me, man. I really yeah. wouldn't care. He'd be one of the guys wearing the pink jumpsuits back in the original series. Yeah, yeah. It'd be the the Bolian haircut guy, the the barber. <laughs> That's what I would do. Uh, I always loved how he was the fucking uh, barber, and Bolians like don't have hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, where did he learn how to be a barber? 
I guess he went to the academy. Maybe for he it. went to yeah. Maybe he lived on Earth. Who knows? Maybe he grew up in like San Francisco with a lot of hippies. Oh. And uh, Johnny Cordova's email was titled Captain's Log, star date 42069, blaze it forever. Nice. Fucking, that's my favorite star date. <laughs> it's, it's the best star date. It's coming up again, you know? It is. Uh, our next email is from OK Harvey. Mm-hmm. Or OK Harvey. Nice. Fancy. Uh, in the last episode, you guys both said you'd join Starfleet, which is a cool thing. I've also thought about that. Yeah. But there's so much schooling and math to be done. <laughs> Wesley, I'm child Jesus, please listen to me, Crusher, doesn't get into engineering in the first season of TNG. Yeah, but he's dimension- a whiner. He gets, he gets, he's, he's the genius, he, like, people who are geniuses, like, can't function. Like, he's kind of like that, right? Like, he can't function. He, are you saying he has autism? He might. I don't think you're allowed to say I that, think, actually. I think, what's his name as autism? <laughs> I think What's his name? The real man. The real man. Oh, fucking uh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. I think he has autism. But man, I hate Will Wheaton. Yeah, he stinks. <laughs> Somebody yeah. linked me to a Will Wheaton thing earlier, and I I had to bite my tongue not to be like, not why to, have you brought yeah. this before me? Why did you do this? Yeah. So, somebody's <laughs> done that to me too before, and I've been like, oh, cool. Yeah. What's, what's uh, the question? What and were- a dimension-hopping alien told Picard he was the Mozart of warp engines. <laughs> Do you guys think you could really attend Starfleet Academy? It's like college, but also military school. I'm not saying you can't, just that it's a cool thing to do, and I'd probably be back on Earth in some holodeck all the time as a Starfleet <laughs> dropout. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it would. I think that's the the draw of it for me is that it's like a balance between those things, right? Like, it's got like military like structure, but it's not the military. Like, I mean, it is sort. It is. It's a peacekeeping organization. It's a, yeah, it's the but military. It's mostly like a scientific and development corporation. Yeah, or not corporation, but organization. Organization. It's like NASA, but like like NASA's the military in that like you have to know military like things, right? But yeah, but it's it's NASA. It's not like the right. Navy, right? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I could do it. <laughs> Well, the thing about Starfleet Academy is that it takes different people different amounts of time to make it through it. Yeah. Depending on what you're going to do. Like, right. Dr. Crusher took 10 years. Right. Because she well, she's fucking MD. Right. She's and Picard took uh, four years because he was one of the fastest graduating students. Yeah, it takes a while. Like, that. yeah. It's, it's like uh, community college. Yeah, if Wesley can make it through fucking uh, the Starfleet Academy, I can. Yeah. The Mozart of Warp if Engines. If fucking Harry Kim can make it through. Right. Seriously. I, I feel like if I can Nog make it through. Nog can do it. Nog, <laughs> Nog was a fucking engineering genius. He was a prodigy. Yeah, well, he was born. Yeah, his dad was real smart at engineering, so he got that. Yeah. From he got it somehow through osmosis. <laughs> through Umox. <laughs> Father, son, Umox. This is this podcast is getting too PG thirteen. Check for out me. the next M class podcast on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking voice cracked when I laughed. It's because you're dying. I think you're I dying. Am. I'm uh, doing this podcast like uh, directly from my fucking corpse. <laughs> I meant to say grave. But I know whatever. you meant. I know you meant. You are doing it from your corpse. Dude, my brain is shutting down. <laughs> well, I yeah. can't. We've been doing it. We've, we're going on like a half an hour of the questions. Like, I feel like I, I can make it if I put my mind to it. I'm a pretty smart fucking dude. I'm the best. I would be captain in a year. I wouldn't need four years. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be fucking, uh, 
Yeah, well, what do they do in 2009, right? They kind of time jump ahead a little bit in that. With uh, uh, yeah, he, they're all fucking like ensigns or whatever. Yeah, I think I, I think the the idea is that they're there for four years or something. I don't know, or three or something. I don't fucking know. But it, it feels like they like get there and then the next day they're like, "You're going on yeah. a ship now," and it's like, "All right." Yeah, I'd be Kirk. I'd just stow away on a ship and somehow become its captain. <laughs> That's exactly what that movie is about. <laughs> that's one hundred percent. I think that's what it says on the uh, on the DVD cover. Captain Kirk stows away on a ship and, and beca- somehow becomes captain. Two hours, ten minutes. <laughs> Plot holes abound. <laughs> oh my god! It's like the TV Guide review of it. <laughs> it's like it's like if I did TV Guide reviews. Does anybody know what TV Guide is anymore? <laughs> Oh my god, my face hurts from laughing at this shit. <laughs> Holy shit, man! Man, I want you guys to know that we uh, have a Twitter. <laughs> it's at. Uh, you thought I was gonna say something fucking heartfelt, didn't you? <laughs> Suck it. We have a Twitter. It's at M Class Podcast, <laughs> and you can send us an email. Uh, it's M Class Email at Gmail dot com. <laughs> That's so confusing. <laughs> Guess why we have that instead of M Class Podcast? Someone took it. Yeah, somebody took it long before we got to it. It's weird, man. That's so weird. I don't know. I probably told somebody I was going to make this podcast, and they were like, "Yoink, yoink!" They're going to hold it hostage from you. Like, what was that? You have to pay five hundred dollars. Five hundred American dollars. I've already got M Class emails, so fuck it. Yep. Nope. Don't Uh, need it. We apparently have some sort of a subreddit. Go to it. It's M Class Podcast. I'm uh, gonna go look at it. As we're soon on as iTunes. We're yes, fuck yes. We are on fucking iTunes. There's like two good reviews. That's fantastic. There might be more. Uh, we should probably read the reviews at some we point. We should. But, we should. I haven't uh, looked at it yet. We'll, we'll read them next episode. I had a issues this week with yeah, my computer. Josh, is, uh, Josh spilled wine on his whole computer that's this time. That's not what happened, but <laughs> <laughs> I did do that, but that's not why. I- I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> I've made that joke like four times now, and he went through like a real ordeal with this computer. It was a pain, man. It's still a I am it's a terrible not, man. I don't belong in Starfleet. <laughs> Starfleet needs podcast hosts too, Jeff. That's true. <laughs> we could do that. I thought about doing like uh, a podcast where uh, like all the captains do captain's logs. Yeah. And if you just take the log into consideration, what they're talking about makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, because you got to watch the episode, right? So I would love to go through each episode and just read the captain's log and then, like, discuss it as if that was all we knew. That's fantastic. I thought about doing that for a little bit, but I feel like we have a winning combination here. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we're firing on two cylinders. At least two. At least two. Maybe two and a half. Uh, but of course, if you know anything about Star Trek, you could probably figure out that the next movie we're going to be watching <laughs> is Star Trek V. If you know anything about Star Trek or how Arabic numerals work, <laughs> five is after four. It's Roman numerals. Well, th- they are written movies. in Roman numerals, but yeah. we do the Arabic. It's uh, Star Trek V, uh, The Final Frontier. Yeah, directed by William Shatner. Who you may have heard of. <laughs> He's the stand-in for John Larroquette. Uh, you may have heard of this William Shatner cat. <laughs> Apparently, he's not that great of a director. <laughs> he's not the best. Uh... Although he didn't really have that great 
of a fucking script to work with. Does apparently. he write it too? I don't know. I don't think he writes. I don't it. think he does. I think if he right. does, somebody'll tell us, I'm sure. Yeah, if we're wrong, boy howdy. <laughs> this is gonna be a long fucking podcast. Star Trek five. I'm typing it in. All right, everybody wait. It was made in 1989, which is a not a very good year for movies. No. Movies were in a transitional period. Yeah, it things, was very much in between. Yeah, things were not great in movies in the late 80s. Uh, writers, William Shatner, story. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I bought a Star Trek book that's written by William Shatner. I'll get oh, back yeah, to you guys. Oh, yeah, I know he writes the book. Yeah, he writes those He doesn't books. actually write any books. <laughs> If you look at the cover, it says William Shatner in giant letters, and then it has two names below it. Oh, yeah. He doesn't write those fucking books. Yeah, he probably sits there and tells them about the times about what the set, and then they're like, okay, we got yeah. a story. And he's like, cool. Cool. Put my name like seven or eight times bigger than yours you on the sell cover. It right, boys? Make it big. <laughs> Put it in that weird font that we use. Uh, thanks for tuning in to M Class Podcast again. Thank you. If you sat through this whole podcast, you get a gold star for the day. Because <laughs> it was a long one. <laughs> it is a long one, but we had we had fun. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I had a great time. It was the best episode so far. So far. We said that last time, too. They're all the best. Well, this one and definitely When is. they come out. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see you next time when we talk about Star Trek V, uh, the, the one that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Bye.